Top Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast. Yes. 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 What would you expect? What would you expect at this point? We are into year seven. Charlie Crabtree is here. It's January of 2022. We've made it into yet another year that's supposed to be all better than the last one. We've been saying that since like, what, 10 years now, Charlie? That <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> and, uh, fuck 2016. Remember when everyone was dying in 2016 and everyone, we just couldn't wait to get out of that year? Was everyone dying in 2016? Remember all the celebrities? Oh, yeah. Supposedly yes. it was more than ever. And then like all these things came out at the end of the year that showed like all these other years that like more celebrities died. It was just like no social media. Well, there's more celebrities. And that there's more celebrities. And there's more news coverage. And exactly. You tie the two together. Yeah. It's going to keep multiplying, right? That will just keep happening. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, and, and then like I, famous YouTubers will start dying and stuff like that. Yeah. Podcast people. They'll all die. And anyway, you know, the, the point is we're in a new year, new opportunity. It's going to be great. And so far it has been because uh, Charlie and I both enjoyed Cobra Kai season four. If you recall, if you listen to the show, uh, we disagreed a bit on season three. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I was the one that kind of came out against it and it was uh, bringing you a lot of distress. Even to the lead up of that episode, you weren't very comfortable with it. And you said, maybe I'll just do this one by myself. No, no, no. <laughs> I remember a couple of times, you just hate it. You don't even have to be on the podcast. I'm like, look, there were some redeeming qualities. There's stuff I like. I don't have to love every season. No, I was going to give you, I wasn't going to just say like, you can't be on. I, it wasn't I just, can't be on, but like, was, fine, if you don't want to be on the podcast, just say so. Or it would be like, uh, uh, why don't you have a segment and then I'll have a segment and then we'll just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did not want to get in and mix it up. It's hard to defend something where if you say, I thought there were just, it was ridiculous how many snakes there were in the snake pit that Kreese was fighting over. I mean, it was all the snakes. It was all the snakes. It's hard for me to say, well, it's not hard for me to say, but it's, my, I, I, it's not a counter argument to just say, I didn't mind. Well, kind of. I mean, look, every now and then it, it's good to mix it up. We can't just be like a, an echo chamber because then what's the point of even having another person on if I just nod and say yes? Yes. No, of course. I, I, I was just surprised at the amount of things. It, it wasn't that you didn't like certain things because I think season three, probably the weakest of them in general. And I think that a lot well, of people would far, agree with that. By far. As a matter of fact, why don't we just take a quick look at Rotten Tomatoes and see what it's doing. Season four right now with 27 critic ratings is at 100% critics. Is it really? Yeah. 100%? 100%. 92% audience score, but it's only 380 ratings. So far. That's not bad. Season one in comparison, uh, and we'll get into what we which one we like, 100% rating critics, 49 ratings, and then 95 audience score. After 5,363. Uh, season two. Season two got 90 critic, 91 audience. Season two got 90? 90 and 91. Okay. 90 from the critics, 91 from the audience. Season three got 90 and 90. So the lowest by one percentage point. Season three was... 
barely behind season two. Yeah, season two, pretty big drop off. So it went from 100% critics to 90% critics on season two. I mean, still very, very good ratings. 95 audience score to 91. And then season three, 91 audience score down to just 90. So that didn't doesn't. That was the first year on Netflix, though. Season it three? Was, it was the first year that it debuted on Netflix, but but really, like, I didn't realize this at the time, but that show's following on YouTube Red was so much less than I thought it was. It was just really loud. Because when that thing hit Netflix, it got so much bigger. Because remember, yeah, they yeah, released yeah, season yes. one and two, and then yes. they held off on three? Yeah. And then when three came out, it was like... Yeah, I, pay, I paid for that stupid... The YouTube Red? Yeah. So did I. So did I just, just, just for that, just for that. And then once it, and, and now it's Netflix, uh, it's number one on Netflix right now. It has been for like the last three days. It overtook that fucking, uh, asteroid movie. But my, my point is this, is that the first debut was season three on Netflix. Yes. So maybe that's why it didn't drop as much because people were just excited to see it and they had ramped up into that one. That's it true. was and such a step down from two. They didn't have and to wait that long. One. And we had to wait forever yeah. because we watched one and two on YouTube Red. So yeah. we were waiting for season three for a fucking like a couple of years. Yeah. And then if you just saw season one and two when it came on Netflix, you only had to wait like three months for season three. So it probably didn't have as much like there wasn't as much time to generate an expectation or anything like that because it was just like, here it is again. And Charlie, I don't know if you know this, but uh Season five is already filmed. Done. Really? Yeah. They filmed them at the same time. Four and five. What what the fuck? Yeah. I guess because COVID or whatever, they were just like, let's just get this. Do it while we can right now. While we can run cameras and have people together. Yeah. Yeah. That was so smart. I know. How long are they gonna wait to release it? I don't know. I don't know if they'll wait the whole year or maybe I I have to think it's gotta be they're not gonna wait until next year. They'll be done editing that in a few months. Well, it's I not mean, like they need. It's not like they need a bunch of special effects and shit. Well, I mean, they do need some, but like, it's not like they Star Wars or something. Is there any more old characters that they can bring back at this point? I mean, Mike they've Barnes. kind of exhausted the layout. Fuck, Hillary Swank. She's not. Well, she might. She'll be in it. I, I can promise you. And that's not even from reading, like some sort of inside rumor or anything. I just they've mentioned her enough times as being. Uh, part of the they call it the Miyagi verse, right? So it's like anyone who interacted <laughs> with Miyagi, yeah, or is was in his, you know, sphere of of life, they are eligible to be part of Cobra Kai. As a matter of fact, I when when in the show, when uh, obviously we're spoilers, and this is we're just talking for you uh, audience members. We're just talking about the show like we just watched it. We're not critics. Uh, you know, we'll say whatever the fuck we want. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just saying that to clarify that we're not going to be like, all right. So the way it starts off with well, the season yeah, one, yeah, then know every fucking actor's through. name and all that. Just we're just talking. They, uh, I, I, I tricked myself out for a moment when they were remember when they were looking for the big female fighter. Yes, I thought it was going to be Hillary Swank, and then I was like, wait a second, she's the same age as they are. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> she's going to be the under eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> But for a second, I, my mind was like, oh, Hillary Swank. Oh, maybe she's got a daughter. Yeah. Work it in that way. You could. 
Good. You find someone who's getting bullied, and in six months, they are going to kick so much ass at karate. That's right. In that universe. Oh, yeah. Always has been. They even kept... This is what I liked about the season a lot, is they would openly be joking about themselves many times. Like, one of the girls who was fighting in, in the final tournament, so we're skipping all over the place... She's like, they're like, oh, it's okay, you lost, but you know, it was a good fight. And she's like, I've only been doing this for six months. <laughs> six weeks. <laughs> or six, six weeks. weeks. Yeah, six weeks. Yeah, the debate chick. Yeah. Well, and you But know, even after six months, you're still like a white belt. So totally. the fact that they're in here just destroying everybody and, and the fact that there's one other dojo. Right. Like the Washington Generals uh, karate team or whatever. Yeah, wasn't the I, I remember I was looking at the dojos in the All Valley. It was just one was, other one. There was a, there was a couple. Was there a couple? But it was like it, there was I think literally three, and the, one of them was called like one of them had a name, and then the other ones were just called like, you know, uh, Pasadena Dojo. Okay, or okay, whatever, or whatever. But yeah, like and they call out a lot of that kind of stuff. I've been only doing it for six weeks. It's perfect. Well, speaking of last year, I know that one of your complaints last year was that it was over the top. Yes, uh, the home invasion and all that, and and they did, they did kind of poke fun at that in the beginning. If we if we want to go sort of more sequentially, like in the beginning, especially Daniel's wife, she always seems to be the one that points out. She how was fucking almost stupid. the audience. She is. She was the audience perspective for the whole thing. Like this is fucking crazy. Yeah, like she's like, like a small child got thrown through this window. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then it, you show up and there's still a board over it. <laughs> Uh, and like, how did we not call the police? You know, like, yeah, she, she mentioned a million times that like, how are there no police or I think someone used the word home invasion. I think they did. Cause that was and one of the words I was, said yeah. on the podcast where I'm like, it was an all out home invasion. People would go to jail for years. Right. For this. Right. And then she threatens Tori with that later. Like you'll be scrubbing toilets in yeah. prison the rest of your fucking life. Right. You do that again. <laughs> right. So, uh, let's let, 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 let's start at the at the top. I think we were both concerned, even though I liked season three. I think I, I a lot of what I liked about season three was, and I said this at the time: Okinawa, Ali, the character stuff, the teen fighting, and the teen drama. I thought was weaker than it has been in any other season. In season three. In this in this season, I think I feel like they stepped it up. But I have to tell you, we were both worried about Terry Silver. What's how's that going to come off? Especially after all this, right? Is he just going to come in and just fucking tilt the scales? I remember you were worried about that I've about got, yeah. Crease even after season one. Yeah, I was. I remember sitting in your. Uh, we were in Charlie's beautiful new home, but in your last home, I remember sitting in your den. And looking at you staring at the ceiling mid podcast and saying, What's the matter? And you, oh, just, I don't know, the crease thing. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. Well, ever since the introduction of crease, it did start becoming a little bit more cartoonish. Yeah. Like, if you think of like season one, it's almost like, well, not quite, but it's just almost like a character study of Johnny. Yeah. Just how life has treated him and like the consequences of all the things he's done and him trying to find some way to kind of redeem himself and re-inspire himself and join the living world again. Right. Cause he's like stuck in a time warp. Right. Um, 
And it was like almost like, you know, more drama than anything. But then, you know, you mix in some karate and some stuff and it, it keeps it karate kid. But like as the seasons progressed up till three, it got more and more like, you know, super karate force, kid ninja attack team, right. more and more. And then when Kreese yeah. got there, it, it, it had the feeling of just blowing the whole lid off of it. And then we're just in cartoon land. Yeah. I mean, he did kind of open that. And they went straight into it in season three, and I hated season three. So I wasn't exactly wrong. But then season four, they keep, you know, I don't know. They, they, they keep the cheesy Karate Kid vibe and the ridiculousness, but they, they tone it down a ton. Well, I, And I, while introducing Terry Silva. Silver. I, I always call him Terry Silva because that's what it sounds like Daniel LaRusso is always saying. Silva. Terry Silva. Terry Silva. You can't play, you can't strike first with Terry Silva. Yeah. But they somehow like um, added like the most ridiculous over the top character in the history of of uh, the Karate Kid and then still at the same time toned down all the other weird shit. And they had so many balls in the air that whole the whole season. And for them to be able to keep that in check and keep it all to where everything affects something else and every character has their little like redemption turn and their, and their heel turn or whatever. I was, it was amazing to me. I, I will always love season one the most because of what you were talking about. Like the character study, it's smaller. It's really yeah, like the relationship, yes. you yeah. know? Uh-huh. Um, and, and for them to be able to pull that off from the karate kid, it was, is still, that amazing was, it was me. amazing. Yeah, but I thought uh, outside of that, I think this is definitely the best season. I, I think it's my second favorite season. However, I binged that. I binged it so hard and was watching it way late into the night. So, watching it with any kind of like attention or like super focus on what's happening, it was just kind of happening. I, my brain was mostly turned off, which but it was good. It was fun. It's probably best that way. I don't know. I watched right. it with my son. He's 17. And like, they're all into it. All those kids and, and stuff. And not that it's intended to be watched like the fucking Godfather. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. this is not yeah. like um, some piece of art that is going to change people's lives and change cinema or, or something yeah. like that for, I don't know. I still though, it, it didn't feel like I was being, my intelligence was being insulted. Right. That happened at times in season three. I know. I know. I know for you. I for me, I guess I don't know. You have a seventeen-year-old I mean, son, right? Yes. If you came home and your house was trashed because fifteen teenagers showed up to beat the shit out of him, like what would really happen? <laughs> Regardless right. of his involvement of a sports team that yes. he was on. Yes. I, I, I think. I mean, I'd have to go back and and check, but I'm pretty sure I agreed with some a lot of that. I it was just to a much lesser extent. But I did think the home invasion was was ridiculous. There there were just moments in it that like took me back into it, like Hawks change. You know, and when he runs kid, and he kicks the two guys and saves Dimitri. Right. That like those types of things would get me all fired up back into it. And then I would just kind of like forgive the ridiculousness of it. But yeah, yeah, it it's ludicrous. And they stay away from anything like that in this season. Well, they did so much in um having to introduce characters. So Okinawa, you have like the setup and then 
he meets uh, Yukiko again, and then he has to meet this person again. What's his name? His rival. Chosen. Yeah, so... And then there was, like, new teens and then more teen drama and, like, all those angles, and they had to introduce those storylines a little bit more. So you spend a lot of time on setting all that shit up, and it's like, all right, just, just tell a story. Like, does everyone have to be... Or Elizabeth Shoes having to be you know, reintroduced and like, it was just nice that all the characters you already knew are still there. If they introduce someone new, they're kind of fringy and they're, they don't spend like half an episode giving you some kind of backstory on them and they could just actually tell a story. Well, that's what I thought in this episode when, when the episode with Kenny started, my son, Ryan actually said, is this the same show? And he wasn't kidding. Like he thought maybe the, the, like I hit the remote control or something. In the very beginning, he's playing the Dungeons game, oh, and yeah, he goes yeah, on the yeah, he's on the yeah. corner of the bus. <laughs> yes, and and like my son's anxiety level of like where the show was going to go at that point, when everyone was laughing at him on the bus and stuff. Right, he was like he's like, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? And I was like, eh, I mean, I don't know, you know, it's could be sketchy, but let's just hang in there. Because he's like, kids don't make fun of people like that on a bus. It's it's ridiculous, and he was kind of getting pissed about it. Right, and I was like, just let it. This is going to work into something. Like this is going to have an effect on everything, and it will it will blend in. I don't think they're they going to go shooting off, off three episodes off on this good. kid. They did, and yeah. he, even he said so. He was like, "Yeah, I, 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 he was like, yeah, I, I didn't need to be nervous about that." Yeah, I got to tell you this though, Charlie. The very first shot uh, is Terry Silver playing classical piano. Yeah, and yes. I, look, I try not to be a piano snob about movies because they never get it right. It Who, looked like he was getting it right. I don't know what you're about to say. It kind of looked like it. How bad was it? There, there are. There, he's he's playing in a in a range. Uh huh. And there's probably two octaves that are being hit while he's quote unquote playing that he's not touching because it's behind him. So you can see the arms. Yeah. And you can hear these like. Dun, 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 notes up at the top and yeah. he's his hand's not even anywhere near oh, there. in the middle <laughs> like well, could you not get a stunt can, can i be honest with double? you i'm gonna i'm gonna admit this and having played uh music with you for many many years and you playing piano i was actually looking because it, his back is to you yeah like is that a wig and they brought in a stunt double to actually make it look realistic because it kind of looked realistic to me. Well, his movement and stuff looks realistic because I thought the same thing at the very beginning. I was like, it looked like the oh, hair was a little bit good. different. And then when it cut to where you knew it was him versus when it was pure, just the back, you couldn't even see any profile of him playing. I actually thought maybe that was someone playing. I mean, I, I, I'd have to go watch it again, but I remember at the time, and then I started to watch the second, the first episode again later, looking at it and and just being like, I, he's not covering the area, just just the actual real estate of the keys. He's not covering with his hands what's being played. I, f- I feel like it would be like if, if you were watching a drummer from behind, right? And you yeah. were like, you were, you were hearing ride cymbal and you're like, is that touching? He's playing the hi hat. He's playing the hi hat. <laughs> yes. Wasn't that a cymbal crash? I didn't. The cymbals are just. I don't. I didn't see him move away from that fucking yeah. hi hat. Okay. I I'm, got you. I, I could be wrong. Maybe I go back and watch it again and really pay attention. But I feel like it just. It, it's like he was moving right. Like if he was just. I fell playing. for it. Well, I mean, I'm. You know, I, I have a. 
as you would, as we do as musicians, like, you know, you we pick things out, but right. like, I, for me, it just like immediately struck me as like, it took you he, out of it. He's, for not, a second. he's not playing. Yeah, that. Uh, that sucks. It didn't matter. Cause it was as soon as he picked up, as soon as he didn't pick up the phone, like I didn't care. And honestly, dude, I feel like in movies, was that a shocker? By the way, yes. I loved that. Oh yes. I immediately felt so much better about the season. Everything to come. Long time. Click. Click. And then up. he just goes back to <laughs> fucking pretending to play the piano. It's awesome. I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved how they introduced him. And also, you were talking about how characters in the show were referring to how ridiculous things are. When he says, I spent months so hopped up on coke and revenge (laughs) i was torturing a teenager over a karate tournament that redeemed like everything Mm -hmm. and then after that you're like all right i'm i'm willing to listen now yes it was (laughs) like okay all right I, i see where this is going um fair enough uh they did a really good job of not he was one of the best parts of this season how the fuck did that happen? I don't know. I mean, his acting, if you think about it, he had to go from almost like broken down, like kind of like, I don't know, just like he's there. He's there, right? Like he's, I, I, it's hard to tell whether he really buys into any of what he's saying or if he's just existing that way and feeling like, yeah, this is peace. And from that to... Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this then. All right, like we wanted to do Cobra Kai, and it's almost with good intentions, right? And then Crease is being Crease and Crease, and he's trying to do it this other, not a different way, but like just not this fucking psycho revenge against Miyagi Do all the time, but more of just like an actual karate dojo and a method of karate. And Crease is fucking stonewalling him every time he does that, to the point where he's like borderline mental breakdown. When he yeah. has, when he tricks Johnny into coming into the place, and he just beats the shit out of him, and he's like, "Isn't that what you wanted?" Right, right. And he's like, right. "Borderline tears and stuff." <laughs> right. And then, and that, and then after that, it's like, I, I feel like, it. He earned the right to become a psycho at the end again, because he, he kept having the, he's this Vietnam shit. It's like he got away from it. It's like I, how many times do I have to repay you for the fucking Vietnam thing? Right, like I've done it. Then you bailed on me. The, okay, enough. And now he brings him back, and he starts giving him that Vietnam shit all every time. You know, and he's making him call him captain and stuff like that. <laughs> and to the point where he just like he loses it, and he's just like, you know what? Fuck this, dude. I'm richer than him. I'm probably smarter than him. I, you know, have more resources than he does. And I've I want to o- open Cobra Kai dojos all over the fucking place, like we talked about. And enough with 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 the fucking the, the Vietnam and you got to do it my way and you're just here to help me and I want your money and make all the stylish uh, clothes and and uh, and you know be a psycho otherwise you're not repaying your fucking debt. Yeah, I don't, maybe there was some imbalance in in some of this, how they kind of flip flop spots, where Terry Silva the Silver I keep saying Silva. The whole time, uh, wanting to do it the right way this time, let's do it the right way this time, let's do it the right way this time. Like, he says it a bunch of times. Yeah. Which made him believable, which you're finally like, all right, he's a real character. Um, But then by the end, like how Kreese changes and he kind of gets soft, 
See, I feel I like thought you said no, like what happened to No Mercy or I don't know. I just I I I didn't have a problem with that moment because I felt like Crease didn't change. He just had like a moment of what would be weakness uh, to him. I, I feel like they introduced all of that in one episode where they're going on this certain arc, right? They can kind of explain away Terry Silver because he was actually doing something behind the scenes, right? Like he was setting Crease up. Probably right. after like he didn't beat up Johnny and he's like, well, what the... F- I thought this was what she wanted. That's probably when he went home that night. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to like, yeah, done. And then he got all drunk. But then by the end, crease, like getting soft for a second, just to con, it's very convenient that they could just, so they can contrast the two. I don't know. I think crease got, I think they set that up earlier with crease when he beat up Johnny and then crease didn't like that either. And he had already said crease has a weakness. He said, does sensei have weakness? He goes, oh yeah. Like way earlier on. Yeah, yes. And he, does, and he then, says what it is, yeah. And then he goes to trap Johnny and kick the shit out of him. And then Kreese doesn't like that. But it wasn't a weakness. He beat him up and broke the trophy over his head or whatever. So, like, Johnny was never his weakness. Was like, I, How was Johnny's weakness? Well, I mean, I, from everything he says to Johnny and the, and that he has said in previous seasons about how, and you never know when Chris is bullshitting and he probably usually is, but like, you know, like, no, I really, and he, you were my best student. I was like a dad. That's, that, they, that's true. And they even show flashbacks where, where. Dysfunctional, like adopted son yeah. type of thing. Remember the, I, I don't remember what season, probably three, maybe yeah, two. Yeah, 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 you're right. He's crying and Chris is like, you know, like he's being a dick, but he's also like actually giving him like this strength what Johnny thought was right. The strength. So right. I, yeah, yeah. Maybe the, you, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. About if, that. if he had gone one half an inch over what he did crease, like with, with the thing with Tori where he said, no, just do what you want to do. If he had gone any further that way, I would have been like, no, 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 no. But I bought just that little bit of a, just do what you want. You know, like, he wasn't telling her like, no, no, you got to fight fair. No, Cobra Kai, we show murder. It wasn't having this big turn. He was just like, no, 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 don't. You don't need to fucking cheat and shit. Just do what you want. Do what you want. You're the fighter. You go out there and make your choice. He wasn't even telling her. He was just saying, don't get fucking caught up in doing some specific thing that we're going to tell you right, to do. Right, right. You know, just right. go do what you're going to do. Right. And Silver was telling her to break the rules because he had bought the roof yeah. off. Yeah. So he knew that she could get away with it. Right. Right. And then she didn't even want to. Yeah. And, and, and well, and uh, uh, Amanda, is that her name? The, the um, Mrs. LaRusso. She, she also put a little head trip on Tori before the tournament started. Or before her last fight, when she's like, "Look, just I just don't want you to hurt Sam. You know, you can fight, but you know, just don't hurt her." And then Tori got a little; she got it in her head a little bit. She, yeah, but then they were. She was showing her kindness and wasn't bullshitting her, so it I, wasn't just getting in her head. No, I don't think she was, I wasn't saying, I don't mean that she was just doing it just to get in her head, but I mean, like, I think that got in her head in the sense that, like, you know, she was 
thinking about the fact that like this this chick's helped me out even when I I didn't need it. I mean, or when she she had no reason to do anything but put me in jail. Right. And yet she like helps me out. She's like checked in on am I going to my appointments and stuff like that and and you know. So it was like at that point she was actually willing to listen to her. And she wasn't saying, hey, throw the fight or that's, you know, you want to pay me back? Because I thought that's what she was going to say. It's like, right, if, right. If you want to yeah, pay me back. I, I did too for a second. And then she's like, but she didn't. She's like, just don't hurt her. Right. Don't fucking break her, her leg or whatever. Right. Did you think Miguel was going to come back? Of course. That was a great psych out. Miguel's going to fight? Miguel's uh, going to yeah, fight? Yeah, yeah, the champ's yeah. going to fight? Oh, by the way, that guy. Yeah. He's crazy. They gave that guy more screen time and deservedly so. That guy was hopped up. The fucking blue mat guy. <laughs> that guy's hopped up. There's one thing. I, oh, I, 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 I put a men- I should have written this down. I had a mental note of something, a specific line that he said that made me laugh. And Ryan and I watched it three times. There's one thing he says right before the final fight that oh god i can't remember what it was now but it's like it's it's something along the lines of like you know with everything at stake <laughs> or something like that and it was just it was so ridiculous uh, he d- he introduces the fights and they cut it in a way where he's like narrating also of what's happening right, so you can keep right. up with like i noticed that like a lot of narr- narration just in case like you know all the the clips from each fight were happening and how he was summing everything up perfectly <laughs> was well done. And also them telling you when someone actually got a point or nope, just a block. And like, they did that so many times. Yeah. It's like, Oh, well she kicks him, but his arm is up. So people might not understand what that is. So make sure the ref says <laughs> no point. It's a block. I actually like, appreciated that. I, I kind of did too. Cause I don't always know. Sometimes I'd be like in those old karate kid movies, I'd be like, wait, wait, why, why wasn't that a, but, well, the, I think, I think that they've gone back. They have scrubbed the entire internet for everything that someone nitpicked. <laughs> Maybe yeah. including this podcast, because there's a few things that I felt like were like, oh, wow, they really they really get me. Um, but yeah, I feel like they're just trying to undo every single wrong that has ever happened that anyone's ever complained about in Karate Kid. And they're like set more than anything in the universe is to try to fix those things. Right, right. They do They do so much of that kind of stuff. And then emphasize anything that is good. Like us complaining about uh, season three and then four is openly at times making fun of it. it especially in the beginning. The, the amount of self-awareness, and they absolutely have to have been reading comments from oh, people. Oh, they totally do. They Scouring totally for do. feedback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like they just—they had to have those guys are those guys are like the the polar opposite of Ryan Johnson, where it's I, like I, I'm gonna make my Star Wars movie and fuck all. I I love that they're willing to do that and even make fun of themselves a little bit. I think it's because they really they think of themselves well, and they I mean they are they're like they're fans, and so it's kind of like if they're reading comments and fucking listening to podcasts or whatever, like they're participating with the fan discussion in their own way. God knows they might have burner accounts, dude, where they jump in and ask people stuff. Oh, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good idea. What do you think? What if this happened? <laughs> Go into the they got room. fake usernames and stuff right. like going onto like chat forums. <laughs> 
Seriously, though. It, 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 some of it had a feel like of that, for sure. Yeah. Very they, specific things that they would call out and attack that, like, we've, or at least I was saying in that last episode, that, like, all right, there's, like, not the you know, middle-of-the-road fan, not, like, a full-blown fanatic. Yeah. Um, let, let's go after that middle ground. There's let's an, win the swing states. There's an alien spaceship outside. What is that? It's, I feel like George Norrie at the time, he was surrounded by generators. Do you remember that, Charlie? For those what, of you what is that? alien fans who listen to Coast to Coast, one episode, one time. Oh, when he was in the bunker? Yeah, Charlie and I were listening to, to George Norrie, and for some reason he was in a bunker surrounded by generators, and it really was freaking him out. Uh, I think he was like in the Philippines, and there was a hurricane happening around him. <laughs> yeah, he kept saying, the show might stop at any point. The generators are going. I know you can probably hear them. That's one of the great it, it, George and Ari theatrics. He, he, he sold, though, uh, a power outage as if, like, <laughs> his life was depending yeah. on it. No, it was George. Because you knew the second that there was dead air, like, you know. Art dead? Art Bell would do shit like that all the time. Oh, it was Art Bell. No, it wasn't. It was Nori that did that, though. Yeah, but Art Bell's the one that that broadcasts out of the Philippines. Oh, he did out of the Philippines. That's right. But but George Nori did. Where was George Nori? I don't know where he he was, but he did turn a power outage, just like you said, into sounding like it was life or death. And he never. Uh, George Nori is not that kind of theatrics. I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Your power (laughs) might go out. That's what might happen. It might. What the fuck? I, I've got rations here. Uh, I've got gallons of water. <laughs> I was like, someone cutting the power to come kill you? Is, or is it just a fucking storm? Meanwhile, Art Bell was claiming that people were trying to kill him yeah. in the middle of shows and stuff like that. And God not, knows if, not if they wrong. were or not. George Norrie is never wrong, trust me. <laughs> I mean, Art Bell. Both. Oh, Both. God rest his soul. Um... Yeah, someone cut his power, and that was it. <laughs> Done. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Um, probably something about Cobra Kai, I'm thinking. Oh, uh, did you, what did you think of the... Uh, what did you think of Robbie in this episode? Because I've, I, I've always kind of been like, uh, he's not my favorite. Kind of pisses me off. He is writing a very fine line of like, being way too angry for way too long. Like, I get it. Bad childhood, blah, 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 and, like, all the stuff, and that makes people angry. People go to jail in real life. Things happen, right? Like, and it stems from those early type of things. But he had a dad and a mentor who seemed to be genuinely trying to reach out to him and help him and be patient with him and take their time. And I guess Johnny screwed up a few times I don't know. It just got to the point where, like, all right, dude, like, this is a little, this is a little much. That's how I, I was feeling about it. So I'm very glad that they introduced his little protege. That once he saw himself reflected in him, he immediately knew he was off course. Yeah, and that end, and the ending when you know the the traditional uh, after everything's over at the end of uh, karate uh, of a Cobra Kai season, you go to Cobra Kai dojo open right uh, it's like every season they do that everyone goes can you just walk in there you owned a karate studio and it's just like i don't know 10 30 at night and you're just sitting in there <laughs> like, just, it, like, I, i've i've driven past there's you know there's all kinds of martial art 
places and every strip mall. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm never driving by at 10 at night and like the lights are on and someone's just sitting in there. <laughs> well, there's no lights aren't even life. on. It's like the first season, Johnny goes there, but then he, I mean, he owns it. So it's like he's hanging out there. Well, he had nowhere else to go. But then at the end of, that's true. Also, season three, they go there. And then the end of last season, they went there. I don't know if season two ended in the dojo, but it's always open. Like at one point, he breaks into it. Yes, that was another thing that was a little bit funny. So he breaks into it at a, just a random time, and Terry Silver calls him within 30 seconds of him getting in there. And immediately I'm imagining Terry Silver just watching this camera monitor, like can't take a break, can't look away. <laughs> like he's just sitting there eating lunch, you know, mountains of cocaine, just watching, watching the monitor because he knows at some point that he's going to show up. But he didn't even find out about everything that happened until a little bit later, like the money. So, like, the mom had to get the money, and then he gets the car. Like, how many days was it until, like, maybe the next day that Johnny found, finds out that Terry Silver's, you know, getting into his uh, his family life, and then he decides to show up at the studio. He doesn't know he's going to show up at the studio. Maybe he's going to show up at his house. But he had to watch, like, a camera that whole time. <laughs> To know the moment that he gets there so he can make a dramatic phone call. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because he could call Johnny at his house and be like, yeah, I watched the uh, replay footage of uh, the security feed. Looks like he broke into the studio yesterday and then deliver his speech. Right, right. It does not have to be 30 seconds of you being in there. I'm going to do that to He's someone coming. at some time. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. God, I got a piss. But I know he's, <laughs> I know he's coming. He's got like a gallon jug under the <laughs> table so he can piss into it jesus christ finally yeah right oh my god um speaking of uh, replays one of the funniest things and i think one of the keys to the season being better than last one and again like we both said are probably our second favorite season the fucking humor was so so much better than last year and probably season two. The humor was like of the stuff of season one. Well, you get the most screen time with Daniel and Johnny together. But and they're so good. No, I know, but like they a ton of screen time together, right? This yeah. season had to have more of that oh, than absolutely. any other season, definitely. Which is probably also why it's like your second favorite season. Well, I'm like. Also, I mean, they're funny and they can do the kinds of shtick they do, like with the baseballs and the and the wax on, wax off, and then painting that whole thing. The whole scene when when he's painting the fence, yes, and he's talking about all. He's like, well, you know, you you can't just paint over shit, Larusso, yeah, right, and like, right. and then he right. tells them the whole like like uh, Daniel kind of like explains it, and then he goes back and he's like, oh fuck it, I'll finish it, I'll do it. And uh, the the thing though. Because when you said the word replay, this made me think of when when they have their big fight. They're they're like Apollo yeah. Creed Rocky yeah. fight on the deck, and they both fall down at the exact same time, just like Rocky too. And right. then they're looking at the replay, and Johnny goes, "Check another angle." <laughs> yeah, what other angle? I recorded this with the cell phone. That uh, that was stood out. For those sure. types of jokes, like where he's where they those are the like the best. Johnny at his best with humor is where he's not stupid he's just thinking in a way that he's just tra in his traditional thinking and then right. he says it and then you're like what do you this one camera he's 
He's great. William Zabka is awesome. It also also when he busts out all that that uh, like that woke lingo on that chick. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, and, and Miguel's like, do you even know what any of that means? He's like, nah. I forget what he says, but it was, it was great. Yeah. What, what, what did you say? I got. I've got. I've got to be awake. Gotta be woke. Gotta be woke. Yeah, we're looking to tear down those those stereotypes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing was uh, oh, he's his, asexual. Oh, he's a sexual too. <laughs> <laughs> he's and all the, oiled up and flexing. The only pronouns here are sensei and student. Actually, those are nouns. <laughs> fuck out of here you get in line oh no what he goes is, he goes I'm sorry what I meant to say was quiet, <laughs> quiet thing. his his Twitter rant also yes I actually paused yeah we, we paused yes. on the screen yeah. to see what I he did was, not do that this is like you know because he's still right he's writing hash brown he writes hash brown dead, <laughs> dead meat <laughs> And then, like the, the tweets become more and more like. At the, by the end, he's just like, "Hello." <laughs> That's the, the last tweet is just "Hello." Question <laughs> mark. No one's, no one's. He's got one follower. It's yeah, like one right. of the students, right? And he thinks he's just broadcasting it to everybody. Like anyone's gonna know what that is. And then he goes to the when he's when he's recruiting for the girls. He's like, uh, he says, uh, you know, it'd look really good on your Facebook profiles, like <laughs> Facebook. It's like, finally he knows something. Right. right and then it's, right. but it's like those fucking teenagers barely know what that is even at this point. Right. That's funny. See, yeah. I, I, again, I binged it all in two nights going into the way late night. I watched it in one sitting. One? Yep. Ryan and I had it planned. Like all day. Yeah. We, we had it, we had it well planned, like that he was coming over at a certain time and that we were going to start at a certain time. So that it would be over at a certain time. We took a couple of quick like breaks, you know, eight talked about it, but basically we just, we watched it from like four in the afternoon till midnight or whatever. And, and did you go back and watch any episodes? I've gone back and watched, uh, I actually, I started it over again, but I've just like over the course of the last, I have not watched, watched another second. I watched it the one time through. I was excited about it. I I kind of wanted to before like we were on here talking about it, but I just kind of wanted my first impression. That show, I think, in all seasons. If is- I have to go on the record, let it be the first impression versus like just watch it once, trying to not be critical and watch it again and be crit- like, fuck it. Just like f- for wherever I was at that time, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I loved it. You know, I'm, that makes me very happy because I, I you know, I was I, I I was disappointed when you didn't like the last season. Also, just because like I was you like, were really su- disappointed. Super fired about it. I was well, I, because we usually like stuff. I mean, we especially with Cobra Kai, like we've both loved. We've I think we've done a review episode on every season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, I was. I mean, I was I was disappointed that that you didn't like it, but also. In retrospect, a lot of what I liked about it are things that you would probably pull out and take in isolation. Like I always say, the Okinawa. Like if you just take that, like I like that a lot. I loved Elizabeth's shoes, but she was also shoehorned in. Yes, it's, she, it, it, some of know, it becomes a distraction, right? Like you just 
let these two guys kind of resolve their issues and their pasts and whatever. And anytime that they like steer into that more, the show is instantly great. Yes. Anytime it's like Johnny figuring his way out of things and also being funny on accident a ton of times, but it's just always great. And sometimes when they, you know, color in other things and bring you other plot lines, sometimes they're good, but they're hit and miss. What did you think of the whole Stingray thing? I mean, that was pretty ridiculous, but I don't know. I, I like again, like I, I don't want to go too far in um, being overly critical. It's a remake of Karate Kid. Like, go back and watch the Karate Kid. It's cheesy as fuck. There's things where you're like, dude, that would never happen, right? Right. So, right. Putting this on a scale of where we would talk about, like I said before, The Godfather is just a ridiculous thing to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't mind it. I know I should have because it's like this ridiculous and he's just trying to hang out with kids and then he punches that guy in the party where he is serving alcohol to kids and right. also beats that guy. Like right. he'd, he'd be in jail again. I don't know. I, I, I thought about that, but then I was thinking, but the guy came into his home. Like uninvited, the door was open. But the door was Some open, and there kid were kids the coming front. in. I don't know. So, yeah, no, just, I, there is a universe here where just cops don't exist. That's. I remember you saying that last year, and I did agree with that. That you you were like, it's a universe where cops don't exist, unless and someone they, is being set up and framed, right? Which is the end of it, <laughs> right. and then all, the the cops. and then and then there's like a detective. Oh, and it's all the cops. That there's doesn't like, work that way. Like, there's like twenty cop cars, and yeah, there's a detective on it. Yeah, totally. But uh, so was then, so what Terry Silver said, I think, to Stingray before he kicked his ass was, if you want to be in Cobra Kai, there's one thing you have to do, right? And then he just beat him to within like an inch of his life. So he was just telling him the one thing you have to do is I'm going to kick your ass and then yeah. you say it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but apparently to the point where he was in a coma yeah. and then he woke up remembering that he agreed to do that, which I doubt it. Right. Because he had already been hit a few times. Yeah. But I mean, okay, again, we're looking for realism and like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that wouldn't work that way. You wouldn't wake up from a coma after being beat into a coma and like you can remember. A deal that you made right Five minutes before or five seconds before like you got beat into that. There's no fucking chance. He probably wouldn't even remember that he went to Cobra Kai. No, he wouldn't. It would just be, I don't know how I got here. Yes. I don't know. But he wakes up with like a prepared statement. <laughs> well, and yeah, like yeah. he's he's already been through the system. So like, are the cops really going to pay that much attention? And that was my create only a task force to go. Yeah. And, the, and it was, it was like a fucking task force. That I think that was my only issue with the show was that because I, I don't count the piano playing as an issue because I was just. It was just interesting he, to me. He, um, I, I thought the the way they the I, like he's hilarious, you know, when when he beats the guy up and then he's like party on and he holds up the. Remote he's kind of funny. I don't know. He's I, a, he's a lover, lovable loser. So yeah, whatever. I he was all cheese and it was all the stuff of Cobra Kai or Karate Kid that type of character where it can go too far really fast. Yeah, but. I don't know. There was something likable about him, so I couldn't do it. I think that he he is likable enough to where he can get away with more than probably any other character in that type of area of of 
activity and things that you would say, you, like he can get away with it. You also get the feeling that that fan is like written as the role of like kind of a part of the audience. Yes. Yes. Like super fanboys right. of those type of things. They just so badly want to be a part of that yeah. universe. They'll do whatever to do it, um, to be a part of it. But so I couldn't tell if like they were making fun of those people or paying a little tribute to them or what, but it did feel like a little bit like, uh, is he taking a shot at people that would go as far as doing podcasts about, <laughs> about, about Cobra Kai? Like, is that aimed at us? Are we that guy? I don't know, man. There are so many of them. I think it's okay. Vaguely, you know, in 40s, overweight. Yeah. <laughs> like those are the people oh, well, you know what, if, that if, are going to be talking about it on podcasts. Those guys. Those going guys, to Karate Kid conventions and shit. Those guys, have, those guys can, can't, can't lay any claim to being uh, well, no, they're, anything but 40 and overweight and very the, white. Well, they're, they're us, right? Writing for us. Exactly, so. exactly. Um, but there seemed to be a little bit of a, a wink nod to... To that character also he's just he is just funny they really worked uh they worked uh um what's her name uh, i forget what aisha is that her name the character i never know anyone nicole name. brown you know for this. some reason i don't i don't know a lot of the actors names on that show but i know her name because she wasn't in the last season but they worked her into like a cameo oh at the end mm-hmm she had, she gave yeah. she gave uh where did she go I don't know what happened I think that there was some issue with like her or something with like like she didn't get along with people or something I I I don't know I shouldn't oh, say really? cuz I don't I don't know if that's necessarily true but I read I did read something about that when season 3 was coming out I read something about her like having issues or something <laughs> She was kind of a so, good character though cuz it it kind of showed it was like the um the you know measuring kind of where uh Samantha was Samantha. Yeah, yeah. Um, Larusso kind of was. It was great. It was like her little Miyagi speech, you know. Like here's let me let me you know you get the outside perspective of someone you trust, and they kind of put you back into your yeah your, yeah right. You, like you when know. you've gone too far, you can always like fall back on this friend, or like they'll tell you the truth. Yeah. And when you're kind of out of sorts, yeah. Speaking of the Miyagi, I think one of the one of the things that I I really liked really liked story-wise was that the whole idea of this of of daniel's like clinging to the idea of this miyagi-do style right of all defense all defense only counter moves and then i remember thinking uh i i just we just watched karate kid 3 not long like a few weeks ago and that line that Miyagi says that they use in the movie where he says, like, no, one day you'll find your own, you'll make your own style. Right. Went right over my head when I was watching the movie. And then when... I never thought about that either. When they pulled it they back in, yeah. I was like, oh, of course. But the one thing I was thinking about was that also in the first movie, Miyagi says, I've only fought for my life. I've never fought for points. Right. So it's like his style is not... Like, you don't have to be so married to that style for karate tournaments because that's not what Miyagi-Do wasn't invented for fucking the under 18 <laughs> all valley <laughs> tournaments. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's okay to adapt a little bit of point scoring technique. No, but apparently to win in these competitions, you got to be a lot more aggressive, I guess, than you do to uh, fight for your life. Apparently. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 
Well, but you know, it's like sort of that like uh, the Aikido type idea of like, you yeah. know, you just work, you work the defense. Look, because it's like if you're fighting for your life. You're using someone else's energy against them. But if you're fighting for your life, if a guy gets an elbow in your ribs, you don't have to worry about you're losing a point. You uh, might right, lose the right, match. Right. You just counter that and then do something else. <laughs> right. I guess. I yeah. Or you give up that, yeah, shot to the the rib so that you can smash their face in second. Exactly. Some, yeah, whatever. You know, you, you, but yeah, you can absorb what would you be. You don't need to be first to strike. Right. And you, do, and you don't have to worry about three uh, chops to the neck and you're out. You're yeah. fighting for your life. That's right. <laughs> um, you know what else, Charlie? Hmm. I thought the music in this in this series, this season, very good. Like they, I feel like they, I keep, I feel like they keep upping the budget on how many instruments they've got. Like sometimes it's like a Corgam one and like this sort of '80s music type vibe to it, and then like they get into the All Valley and then it's like this, it's like a fucking full blown cinematic orchestra was going on in that. Yeah, you know, I don't think, for whatever reason, I picked any music stuff out. Really? Yeah, like, absolutely 100% invisible. Like, obviously doing all the right stuff, because I, I I, really did love this season, and when the score is working the right way, and it's, you know, swelling with the right emotions, and kind of moving you one way or another, I didn't, I didn't. I don't remember. I might have at some, certain points. Remember thinking, "Oh, the music is great right now." So it was which maybe is better. It's yeah, it's probably it's just doing its job. Doing its job. Yeah. I just I always I always like have my ear out for movie music. I, I do that a lot too. And sometimes I I get that part of my brain was just turned off for whatever reason. When Daniel was training Johnny, and they were playing. Like the original theme. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, uh, yeah. That, that was like that. the one time. Yeah. What did you think about the Carrie Underwood? And she was singing like the song. Wasn't she singing? You know what? I song, don't know what she was, but if it wasn't, they wrote a Karate Kid style song. <laughs> I think it's a real for I her think, to sing, which is kind of unbelievable. I heard a couple people say that, like, oh, I liked everything except that stupid Carrie Underwood thing, and I thought, that, oh, I love that. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. The guy goes and gets. <laughs> Carrie Underwood after he's saying like oh, I and know, then she's I know singing people. like basically a rewrite of you're the best in town yeah exactly I almost thought she was going to sing that I, I don't know if that show was one of the songs before and it's a cover or they wrote that song for the show I, I think that song and that's what I what she I had to be willing to do that cheesy ass song it was awesome yeah I'm like yeah. there's no way this is one of her songs <laughs> for her normal <laughs> audience like at first, I was thinking that, that I'm like, is this a Carrie Underwood song for real? Yeah. Oh, she yeah. mixes it up, right? Like, didn't she? She did, does the um, uh, Sunday Night Football theme, right? Or Monday Night Football? Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, That's, she gets into those type of things. So, I'm like, maybe she's trying to pump it up a little bit to, you know, win over some of the rock and roll crowd that she's getting from exposure to, like, NFL. But then I'm... Halfway through the song, I'm like, oh, there's no fucking way. This is just pure. <laughs> like, they wrote that for this, I think. Or I, it's like, I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure. Cover. And again, you know, we're just talking. I didn't go, like, I, you know, like I started, like I said before, I started to, I watched, I started to watch this series again to, like, to do the review. And then I had the same type of thought that you did. It's like, I just want to go with what I saw, my experience watching it the first time. I'll watch it again. 
but you know, I don't want to sit down there with a, a, a notepad and everything. But I think that she was singing the theme to the Karate Kid, but with words. Was that what it was? Which, but, was but, that what it was? But that might already exist. I should look that up right now as we speak. Is there? I, I started trying to. Main the theme. song is called "The Moment of Truth." Yeah, I think that's a that was actually maybe in with words at some point was was released like also supposedly from what i've read and I, i'm not sure if this is completely true i know no it's a survivor song so it must have been in one of the other movies and the fact that we don't know that is oh it- it's from the ending credits of the original karate kid okay yeah yeah that's what i thought when you're alone you ask yourself what are you searching for? I'm looking at the lyrics right now. <laughs> but it's ending credits, so like you don't like imprint it on your brain right. like you would if it was in the movie. Yeah. Because like it, all the songs that happen during the movie, you know, Banana Rama and whatever, right. and like um Survivor or Wow. She sang a fucking Survivor song from the end titles of Karate Kid. <laughs> That's, That's so fucking great. awesome. Oh my god. You know, uh, supposedly they're they're going to go through season six. That'll be the end of it. They they don't they don't want to ride it out just because it's successful. Um, and I'm I'm assuming that they're saving "You're the Best Around" for the final, like the final episode. Who's going to do it? I think they used to play the original. Got to just play the original. Or they get Survivor to show up at the. That's final not just Survivor. Who, who's uh um. I forget, it's a, it's a, I forget who sings it, but. Oh, you're right. It's not them. It's, wow, what's his name? <laughs> he sang it on some, like, uh, you ever seen Josh Gad's, like, uh, get togethers when they were, when we were, the lockdown thing was happening and he would get, like, the whole cast of, of shows to, like, do a Zoom call? Yes. He had the dude who sings that song on it and he, like, sang the song to end the Zoom call. That's. On an acoustic guitar, just on an acoustic guitar in a in a in a a Joe Esposito. Joe Esposito, no relation to Giancarlo Esposito from, or I maybe sure distant cousin. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's a distant cousin. He's either a distant cousin or no relation. How about that? I I, (laughs) (laughs) one of those things is certainly true. Or their brothers. <laughs> I mean, does he have any other big songs? I, it seems like he should with a name like that. I feel like that he is, all, but I think I'm just thinking of Joe Satriani. I think mostly he just writes songs for other people to sing in soundtracks. Did he perform? He was it? on the Flashdance soundtrack, Lady, Lady, Lady. Oh, we uh, speaking of a flashback, uh, a flash dance. Uh, we can't forget to talk about Book of Boba Fett and Jennifer Beals looking terrific in her appearance in Book of Boba Fett. Wonderful as the Twi'lek. Yeah, wonderful. I don't know. Do you want to segue into that now, or you got more about Cobra Kai? What do you? What the do Twi'lek you really like? always a race where they're like performers and serving like. Uh, uh they're always like they are very much. Like they are definitely like the cream of the crop when it comes to that, right? I don't know if that's like their main function because they, like Hera from Rebels was a was a, a Twilight and she was a pilot. 
and like her dad oh, that's true. was and stuff. That's true. So that's true. That's good. Good. good but but they do really seem to be at the top of that industry, especially on Tatooine. Yeah. Or any right. desert planet. You got a desert planet. There's a twilight bath and and you know that kind of thing, and then they dance. Yeah. Or Twi'lek. I don't. Some people call them Twi'leks. I think they're just called. I'm pretty sure they're called Twi'leks. But um, how how did you like the first episode? I'll tell you this, Charlie. Uh, I think it should have been called the uh, the uh, Dewey Decimal System card that you find at the library that tells you that there is a book of Boba. <laughs> did you take I, time I, to I, write that one up? Yeah, I thought of that in the car in the car on the way. So home. you're saying it it was non-informative and boring? I thought. Uh, I, I, I saw this on a YouTube video, so it's not my own. But uh, oh, no, 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 I didn't see. No, no, not the Dewey Decimal. Uh, that's mine. No, that's all mine. But I did see a guy on a YouTube video say, if this was an episode zero, I think people would have been like really more responsive to it. it, it it's, it's liked. I looked around. It's like, you know, it's, it, it was very well received. It was just that like, I think... I think if that was like a the preamble episode and then like, okay, now's the series. But then again, I don't know because maybe that's how they're going to go. Maybe it's going to be like, you know, he's got to go to his back to tank and then we have the flashbacks and, and that's just going to be sort of like the structure of the show. I don't know. I trust John Favreau and Dave Filoni with Star Wars, so I'm not worried about it. I thought the first 15 minutes or so were great. Um once i i just i wasn't i i didn't buy in to the new the 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 obviously if you've seen book of boba fett there is the flashbacks and then there is what's happening now right. post mandalorian which were two. filmed in like consecutive days and they didn't do anything to change the appearance to make him look like any time had passed by the way <laughs> that was the only thing i have a problem with like maybe he was in the sarlacc pit Literally for 35 years and just got, you know. Well, it's only five years. It's only five years since he would have fallen into that thing. It's only five. Yeah. So he could have been in there for a year or. Oh, yeah, yeah. From the timeline. Yeah. It's always hard to, it's always hard to keep That's track right. of that. That's right. But he, yeah, he, it's so, only, it hasn't been that long. Okay. So what's the, okay. So what's the time gap from. From Return of the Jedi to Mando's five years. Yeah, I think five or six years. Six it, years okay. tops, tops. And then what is the time frame from the prequels? Okay, so for now that is, he's, okay. From the prequels is Luke, I think when we meet him is 19. So the end of... Uh, so, but, and then there's like three years of clone wars. So but from the time that we leave Boba Fett and attack of the clones holding the helmet, he's what? 12, I guess. Eight. No, he's older than eight. Uh, eight to 10, eight to 12. Let's see how old the actor is. We could do, I mean, I know that not necessarily would be that the age, but let's see. Daniel Logan born 1987, which means Ooh. that when he filmed that he was 13. Because they filmed that in two thousand. Uh, okay, but you know you usually play younger. Well, right, but let's just say say you let's know. Call him ten for easy math. All right, have ten to for easy math. Later. Perfect, beautiful. Okay, so ten, and then the Clone Wars were like three years. So then he's thirteen, and then Luke 
when we meet Luke, he's 19. So then he's uh, 13 plus 19. Now he's six 30, more years. He's 32. And then oh, he's, oh, so he's about yeah, he's yeah. in like his early 40s. Which he would, which obviously Timur Morrison is not, but he's also been, God knows how much stomach acid has been just dripping all over his skin, right? In that Sarlacc pit, even through the helmet, you know. So that means when he flew off of Jabba's barge into the Sarlacc pit, how old was he? He would have been like 35, maybe 30s. Okay. And, and then he's supposed to be like barely forty now. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. I mean, the the prequels. That doesn't work out. So three years of Clone Wars, nineteen years for Luke. So then twenty two stays ten. That's thirty two. Then you give a few more years to Return of Jedi. So he's like thirty five, and then you put another six years on. Yeah, he's like forty, forty one, forty two, something like that. I'm not buying that. I would be able to, I was thinking accelerated growth, but he didn't have accelerated, accelerated growth. He was the exact duplicate. They specifically say that in Attack of the Clones. No accelerated right, growth. Right, right, right. No, no. Um, no extras. Yeah. So he's just, uh, he, he just looks like that because of the, uh, you know, dying in the sun and the Sarlacc, which leads, Charlie, to something that we've talked about long before there was any of this, you know, back since we first met is... They C-3PO makes a very specific point in Return of the Jedi that you will find a new definition of pain and suffering as you are slowly digested over a thousand years. Yeah. But, and this is what we've talked about, for you or me to fall into the Sarlacc pit, like we're, we are a species that lives to 80, 90, whatever, you know, if we're lucky. Uh, would we, wouldn't we just die in a couple of days? Or does the Sarlacc pit keep you yeah, alive yeah, yeah. so that it can keep you digesting for a thousand years while it is while while it is also keeping you alive and eating you well the whole reason to eat something is to consume it and add energy to your body mm-hmm. so i guess if the amount cuz like you're you're a giant like worm type thing in the desert and who knows how often you get to eat. Right. So the fact that you could be eating something for a thousand years is great. But (laughs) if the stuff that keeps you alive, that takes, you know, is that a neutral exchange of energy or is there like natural Bacta? Like maybe that's where Bacta is from, is from Sarlacc pits and they kill it. And that's the magic Bacta juice. And they just extract what's eating you. The the digestive yeah, they get rid stuff. of it, you know, like snake wow. venom. Wow. Um, so I guess if you had to survive in the desert, maybe you only eat once every 25 years. How long do these Sarlaccs live? I, I mean, well, I mean, obviously at least, you know, well over a thousand years. And then everything you eat, you're eating for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... Um, yeah, I mean, maybe that could make sense, right? Something that evolves, it can't eat. So, like, digest it slower. But then if it dies, it rots, and then you lose all the nutrients. So the fact that it's still alive in you, and then you slowly eat. Yeah, but see, you'd have to eat. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> you have to eat. 
the balance of how much you eat versus gets replenished by whatever is keeping them alive. I mean, that's a very delicate balance. Yeah. But I mean, it's going to sap you of energy. Think about like after you eat, you need to take a nap. But if it's well, imagine so if you're slow. not only are just digesting it, but then also keeping it alive. That's a lot <laughs> on your body. But they don't have to do anything. So it doesn't, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it just it, sits there it with just its mouth there, open, like with its mouth open all the time. It doesn't, it doesn't, there's no physical activity. It doesn't have to run. I wonder, uh, like, we look in science and it's like, oh no, actually, um, the, this is all based on the digestive system of a, um, Venus flytrap. <laughs> it actually flies, actually will stay like in there. They're kind of dead, but they're slightly alive for like, Longer than they would normally live their lifespan or something. Maybe there's some kind of thing in the animal kingdom or plant kingdom where that is a true thing. I, <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I hope not. How for long whatever, did we just talk about For that? whatever uh, poor thing that can think or not that would be subject to that is, is beyond my comprehension. Um, I, and then who studied that? How the fuck do they know? That's what I've always wondered. How did... How... What scientists in the galaxy far, far away figured out? Well, this thing's been- actually so. Like you, you take a lightsaber, you cut its stomach open, and there's like just, just like a clown car of like <laughs> of creatures in there and stuff. And there's probably something you can do to date like how old this guy. Oh my God! Look at he's wearing those sandals, and those sandals test to be a thousand years old. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and this guy should be a thousand years old, but he, he doesn't look a day over forty. Which is why Boba Fett still looks 40. <laughs> He's really 67, but look at this guy. Oh, what a way to bring it home. Wow. Well done. Well done. Yeah. I, uh, yep. Because, oh, and, and you know what else? Also, uh, no stormtroopers fell into the Sarlacc pit in no. the Jedi. No. So that fucker had been in there for God knows how long. Uh, maybe those things can move. The Sarlacc? Yeah. Maybe there's other holes. We can just move like around tunnel through tunnels and, then and stuff. Do, do, yeah, go. like the remember the worms in Dune. Yeah, and Star Wars is known to be a great you know um, source of ripping off Dune. Yep. Um, I know Frank Herbert hated Star Wars because right. he couldn't make his own movie because people would think he was copying him. I think even I think I could be wrong that there was even like thought or talk of a lawsuit about it. Yeah. I think we at talked time, about this. I yeah. don't remember. I think we did. Um, but it, it wasn't so much that he hated it. It's just like he couldn't make his own, like he was never going to be able to make a movie without it seeming like he stole from Star Wars. Right, right. And if you think about like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, um, and God, I'm thinking of, I'm missing one. Even like Game of Thrones, like you could trace all that back to, to Dune. Talking about Dune right now. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's out. It's an, it's a new thing. Everybody likes it. It was good. It's, you know. No, but but yeah. Anyways, like you can see how much uh, impact that, that that had on everything, and that worm is probably no different. It, right. That probably is straight out of Dune. Totally. So spice. Oh, whole point going back is that maybe that thing could travel. Not like, too much because there's clearly a delicate how much energy you can you know, exert versus how much you need to continue to absorb for a thousand years. Right. Plus you, you know, obviously like Jabba, you know, is, uh, was a fan of going to it. 
Right. So we'd have to. Well, like they would park in a spot and it was, you know. Uh, <laughs> you set Sarlacc's out some here. scouts. Yeah. Well, I know where the Sarlacc is right now. And maybe they migrate during different times of the season. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, where did the stormtrooper come from? No He's idea. He's been in there for a long time, probably. Well, it doesn't eat just one thing. That's a big yeah. being. You well, think of like all the tongues that got to come out and grab people by the by the legs and shit like that. That's a lot of energy to expend. So you can't just eat one stormtrooper and be able to do that. <laughs> you can't. Or one Boba Fett. Like you right. have to keep eating. Yeah. Yeah. Which goes back to your, you know, what you were saying about uh, eating and replenishing and eating and replenishing and like whatever you're using to replenish the person that you're eating isn't taking anything away from you. So you're just continually gaining like the Bacta that is within the Sarlacc just produces itself. I'm a hundred percent until someone proves me wrong that that's where Bacta comes from. There's no reason. I mean, you know, I I was just thinking that you and I have both read the first couple of high Republic books and Bacta is like really new in that, in those two books. Uh, I haven't read any of the other side shit. People say it's terrible. I don't know, but uh, they never say that it comes from anything. It's just a new thing, right? They don't say like, oh, the bacta comes from this. They just they say, oh, the new bacta, you know, this new fluid shit that, that keeps you makes you healthy. However, could it come from the Sarlacc? That was true. Uh, I feel like Tatooine would not be so remote. There would be a lot of people there mining, mining Sarlaccs. <laughs> Well, there's not going to leave an open one just in the middle of the desert where everyone knows it is. Like the fucking pure source of Bacta right there. Like (laughs) it would be wiped out. Do you think Boba Fett killed it when he left it? No, burn it up. I just think he burnt a hole in its side and took off. I loved that moment, seeing that. And then, how long did you? You said that there was nine minutes and twenty four seconds. There's no talking. No talking. None. Uh, you know what? Maybe the, in a different uh, sand. Oh, the sand people are talking, and the Ro- well, Rodan. Uh, what's it oh, called? Oh, that guy. Well, he's just screaming. That little fuck. Yeah, but I mean, he. he I guess technically he's talking, but there, yeah, there's no actual dialogue. Just constantly ruining Boba Fett's attempts to escape. But I think it's cool, man. Like, I kind of liked it. I thought that was cool, and and Boba Fett, I actually did watch multiple times. I, I also watched it multiple times. Well, the, I was just going to go back to because, like, I'm like, God, that intro was long, and I don't think there was a lot of talking. And I went back to watch that, and then I just finished the episode because by that point, you're a third of the way in. It's only a <laughs> right. 36 minute episode right. and nine minutes and 24 seconds of no dialogue at all in the beginning. I think that's kind of cool. I I love that that they did it that way. I I I had I liked the episode. My my, I have two problems with the episode. The first is that. It's so short, and there's only seven of them. So it's like if you guys, like the pace is gonna have to pick up. I'm, I'm, I. We can't have Dave Filoni spider episodes, you know. Like we're ah, let's just have some fun on this one, and we'll have uh, Boba Fett get chased by spiders for half an hour. You know, we can't, like, can't have that shit. We got to keep it going. No, but then they kind of did do that later at the end of the episode. That's another thing is that, yeah, I have three complaints in because the second one is how many times do they have to kill an animal from the dirt or a cave uh-huh. to prove their worth to someone? I, it's just, 
Well, in the first Mandalorian, when he kills that, no, he has to get the egg, and then they have to get the egg in the second season of Mandalorian, and then this one, they didn't get the egg, but they got the head, so he proved his worth. So it's like they're always killing these fucking creatures to, to prove their worth. But whatever, I, I'm fine with that. That's like a Star Wars thing. It's cool. But um, I thought there were certain parts of the show that just looked, uh, just didn't look right to me. Like they looked TV-ish. Um, the guys that came and attacked him and Fennec, like they just it looked like they were just like a ninja cosplay or something. I just I didn't. I was like, <laughs> what? Where's the Star Wars? Like, imagine they look. You know what they looked like? They looked like they were out of Star Trek. And I like an like an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where it's like, yeah, here's some generic bad guys for you. Don't it's fine. They're in red suits, whatever. Or you know, they're in some sort of they got some sort of helmet on. There you go. Good enough. And that guy who came in, the mayor's assistant, who was like right out of Star Trek with the way he was talking. Oh, yes. Uh, Understandable. One other possible. I can imagine a guy. I can imagine like Picard. Like like Q. Yes. I can imagine Picard sitting in the fucking bridge looking at the monitor and that guy talking just like that and it would have been fine. Okay. But in Star Wars, I'm like, what? what is this? I, I think the episode accomplished a lot. I, 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 another friend of mine, D, he texted me and he's like, probably a dumb question, but did you watch uh, the Book of Boba Fett yet? What do you think? I liked it. And his reaction was men. He's like, nothing happens in that episode. But I, like, I think a ton does. I, they yeah, I agree establish with that. a lot. Some of it wasn't pulled off well, but within the first like five minutes, like they answer so many questions and you get like a greatest hits of tattooing people, yeah, you know, from yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. from from the Jawas, like that they find a way to shoehorn the Jawas in there. They beat him up too. And, yeah. Right. And they take all his, his gear Jawas, and like yeah. hit him. Uh, sand people are in there. You see how he gets out of the Sarlacc pit and you see him establishing, you know, his new criminal empire all within like the first couple minutes no i I, no talking i agree with that which is brave as fuck i thought that that was pretty cool some of the stuff was kind of clunky maybe a little bit but we've talked about this a million times low stakes star wars i if it was a star wars movie you're like very critical of every little thing that happens because this has to tie into the greater skywalker story and saga and this doesn't feel right or look right. And in these, I can just, I'm, I'm way more uh, Cobra Kai. I'm, I'm more like that too. Stingray I think can show up in the, the middle of this for all I can. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, all right, fine. It's, in, it's entertaining. For the, for the Star Wars fan base though, uh, this, I, I texted you this, you know, it, it is, there's no low stakes. Maybe, I think the only thing for the, and I don't want to get out, cause I always get off on a fucking tangent about the fans, but like, I think the only thing for Star Wars fans that has come out in the last 15 years that has been officially low stakes was Bad Batch. Everything else is like, or maybe Rebels, but everything else is like, oh, it's live action. Like, well, oh. Mando wasn't supposed to be high stakes, but it turned into like re-energizing the whole fucking franchise. Yeah. So it became huge stakes. However, part of the reason it was able to do that is because it didn't have the scrutiny that like the films have. That's right. They also did a way fucking better job, and it yes does kind of change how you look at the um, the sequels. Right. Uh, right. 
when you when you really get like someone like Filoni and Favreau, like who are so immersed in that shit, and then you're like, oh, maybe the movies weren't as great as I thought. Because um, when you see someone actually really doing it and like actually hitting it from time to time, but like there was you know episodes of Mando where you're like that was a filler episode. I remember there was that one episode that you said should be called the side mission. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and there's more than one of them there, too. T- of course. Um, okay, here the stakes. Obi Wan Kenobi, those that'll be high stakes, right? You think that's super fucking high stakes? So again, that's going to get more of that critical. Um, you ruined my fucking childhood. Yeah, because shit. you and McGregor is going to be in everything. Like I think with this thing, I think also I. Ewan McGregor is so beloved as that character, though. I think that people are, are going to be okay with it. I think so. And as long as they play him true to Obi-Wan, which they will, you know, he's not going to be Plus, Luke like the way they portray Boba Fett. Jedi. Boba Fett is a character that had like, is it three minutes of total screen time? Six minutes. Six minutes of total screen time and uh, two sentences of dialogue. Yeah, I think it's yeah, something like that, right? Or three right. sentences of dialogue. Half so, the shit that we know about him is stuff that he didn't even say. No disintegrations, right? Like, he didn't right. say it. it's not even his line, right? So exactly. So I think they're doing a pretty good job with it. One of the ultimate side characters of all side characters in the history of fucking Star Wars. Well, and you and and you got you know Tamora Morrison alone. And he, just, I think he's great. He's, he's likable. Oh, he's, I think he's awesome. Yeah, so just, do I. Just have him. Just having him say like even like the moment where where the where the the transosian has the is like presenting him the wookie thing and he's like i hope you never leave Moss uh, yeah. he's like even when they compliment you it sounds like a threat right you know i the, think the, he's great he's good and I, I, and like we're saying like to carry the opening 10 minutes with just you and no dialogue that's hard to do as an actor yeah he he's really good, dude. I I mean, it also if you think about him in the prequels, like I know they use like CG, but it's always him acting as all those different clones, like Rex and Cody, sure. and all like he and and you kind of forget that like that, dude, that's the same guy. That's Jango Fett. That's Boba. You know, right, well, right. Play Boba Fett, right, but you know right, what right. I mean? Yeah, all those clones for sure. It's all him. So he maybe maybe I'm overlooking things because. Because he's so likable. So I'm like, it's enjoyable. I don't care. I like him being on the screen. And even if they're like Boba Fett featuring six totals have nothing to do with each other side missions. And that's what the season's going to be. Like, you're not going to watch it? Of course. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to enjoy it. I enjoyed that episode. I've watched it a few times, too. So it's not like I didn't like it. I just, I, I, there were parts of it that bugged me. And I wanted to make the joke about the Dewey Decimal System. That's not really. I mean, uh, that, that was a cheap joke. It was a cheap joke. Uh, I, but here's here. But this is something that even occurred to me when when you were watching it. You were watching it ahead of me. Like you were maybe 15 minutes ahead, I think, because you texted me Tatooine's greatest hits. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then yeah. I thought, <laughs> I and, which I, which kind of gave me like a oh shit. No, I was glad to see all. Uh, but you know it. what I mean in a text. Let's go. I didn't. I didn't know what. Like I was like, oh shit. Does that mean? Because I do know that Tashi Station is in this. It's in one of the trailers. That's great. Um. How is it? How do you feel? What do you think? I have two big questions for you, Charlie, regarding Boba Fett slash Obi Wan, because Obi Wan's only a few months away. It's going to be in May. Wow. Supposedly, it's it's close to summertime. I think May the fourth will probably be. That seems to be the consensus as to when it's coming out. So, 
there's two things about that. A, it's going to be a fuck of a lot more Tatooine. Yeah. Is it going to be too much Tatooine? No. I, by the way, for me, there's never too much Tatooine. If it's you and McGregor playing Obi Wan Kenobi, it doesn't matter. It, he could just like, he just sits in this room and meditates and has some thoughts that he says out loud and <laughs> makes some tea. People are yeah, makes fucking tea. Little jolly makes a sandwich, has some blue milk. Sits down, looks at his lightsaber, fixes his lightsaber for one episode. Just sits down, takes it apart, cleans it, puts it back together, and then credits. <laughs> You're gonna love that episode, dude. You're just gonna like. How great it. would it be if, like, it was like episode one, the cleanse, and you think like, oh shit, like there's gonna be like inquisitors coming after right, him. Right, no, it's just him right. cleaning his lightsaber for half the <laughs> Uh, yeah, going to his garden, just selecting the perfect tomato or whatever. <laughs> those little pods, those little those, water yeah. pods. Force, just using the force to pull those fucking things out of the sand and drink totally. them. Um, maybe like the Book of Boba Fett coming out before that. Low stakes, doesn't touch really any main characters, doesn't do too much. It's just entertaining, fun Star Wars. So then the more serious Obi-Wan can come out and it, you know... It kicks it up a notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like progression. Right. Um, what are the time differences of the two shows? Um, like period of time or like length? Yeah. No, 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 no. Period of time. So like, uh, Obi-Wan, I think, takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So okay. it's right in the middle of the period of time between three and four. Like right dead in the middle. Wow. So Luke would be 10 uh-huh. Leia would be like 10. So it's 10 years. So that would put So they're going to have Book of Fett it is 10 years in the future of It's more than well no more than that cuz then there's like a couple of years of the original trilogy or however long the original 10 to trilogy. 15? So it's at least it's 10 and then tack on another 5 since Return of the Jedi and then whatever happens in between there. So say like 17, 17 years maybe. Years before well, that'll be weird because, like, how do you do a tie-in? You know, from like one show to the next. They won't. I don't think they'll do a tie-in with that, but I think they'll do a tie-in with the Andor series because that's going to take place pre. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, the, that, it has to, show. right? So yeah, yeah, they'll tie those in, and then, then that's going to lead to Obi Wan Kenobi getting involved in in blowing up the Death Star and, and getting into Star Wars, right? Could be. But here's the big question. Well, 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 right, that they have to be somewhere around the same time frame of things happening behind the scenes with the spies and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. To get the plans for the Death Star and all that. And then him being on Tatooine waiting for Luke to get to that. Yeah, moment. yeah. There'll definitely be some crossover with those two shows. I, could, I would almost could be the exact it. same timelines because you're could not be. going to start a year before everything happens. No, I think it'll be probably around the same time. And I think there'll definitely be like a, a, a tie-in. But the the other thing about tie-ins is, here's another thing about Boba Fett that like why I'm really, I'm like joking kind of a lot about things I, from the first episode. But one of the things I think it'll actually end up being more important than we think and the way that it's introduced itself, it's kind of come out like, yeah, this is going to be about this and here's Boba Fett's flashbacks and it's low stakes. I think it's going to be higher stakes because I think that whole Mandoverse as I've heard it called, yeah, is got Ahsoka and um, like the Thrawn connection with her, and that's all happening at this same exact time. That's true. So the Luke and oh, Gro- so you have those two shows that are kind of paired together, right. and these two shows that are going to pair together, and characters could even bounce between. 
Well, and the, and they're definitely going to bounce between in Book of Boba Fett. Somebody's going to show up, dude, because it's like he just got back from helping the Mandalorian. Yeah. Luke Skywalker showed up five minutes after Boba Fett left to go to Tatooine to kill Bib Fortuna. Right. So he's running around with Grogu. The Mandalorians running around with Bo-Katan. Who knows what's happening with fucking Giancarlo Esposito? No really relation to the guy who wrote or possible distant cousin to the guy who wrote the fucking <laughs> you're the best around who knows what's happening with him and them that's all happening and ahsoka's out there looking for thrawn at the exact same time like they're doing a marvel with that like they're putting deliberately everyone in because i think that there will be like a mandalorian B- boba fett ahsoka end game type thing well like they're- at the very end that I mean, maybe it, that's their next movie because they canceled their fucking uh, stupid X-wing movie. You know, I, maybe they won't push as hard because there's definitely a lot of. Finally, God, they wrote the shit out of it, but there is Marvel fatigue and people coming out. They're not real movies, and it's ruining cinema. You know, people talk about like the Marvel movies yeah. that way. So maybe they'll be a little bit more careful with Star Wars, so it doesn't I, get I to that point them. where it's so oversaturated that people are like, "This is." Ruining. Well, these aren't movies, though, either. Well, right you know, there. they they aren't. But I, you know, Charlie, I uh, I neglected to mention at the beginning of the show that you can follow us at Pop Talking Aliens on Instagram and now Pop Talking Aliens on TikTok. I made a TikTok video about fans. There, there's the Star Wars fans being upset that there's not enough announcements because Marvel's always announcing shit. Uh-huh. And my take on that was that good. Sure, yeah. Because Star Wars is not, Star Wars is more of a delicate, you know, like we were talking about, like people examining everything. Does this connect? Does this connect? And Marvel is not, it's not, they're not comparable. They're really comparable only because they're adventure and they're, they're hugely popular and blah, blah, blah. But like, you, you, I don't want every year to hear about the next five Star Wars movies and the next six Star Wars TV shows that are coming this fucking in five minutes. I don't, I don't want that. Like I'm fine with the fact that there's no Star Wars movie announced right now. Supposedly they're filming one at Pinewood studios. Supposedly. Uh, Supposedly. When? Like it's been filming. No, 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 no. What era Star Wars? Old Republic is the rumor. Oh, there's a lot of old Republic shit going around right now. All the books. Did you see games. the Did you see the trailer for the Eclipse game? Did I, I send you that? I don't remember. It's it's gonna it, it's a cinematic trailer. There's no gameplay. And I think apparently so. Apparently it's not coming out for like three years, but it takes place during the High Republic. But it's got like Yoda in the Jedi Temple and it's got it looks fucking amazing. It's made by uh Quantic Dreams. Is it related and to like Knights of the Old Republic and all that stuff? No, People are still playing that game. I know. Keep, well, like, there's re- a remake coming out for oh, PS5. There's a remake. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and there's so much like um that is in the Star Wars canon or or uh inspired stuff that became true canon from those games supposedly. I never played those. I never did either. But there's people that adore that have favorite character like you know some people's favorite character is Ahsoka and they'll be like middle of the road fans were like i don't even know who that is until mandalorian or whatever right there's people who's like darth revan uh i don't know these characters because i never played it either but i mean i know who they are i know who darth revan is i know that like darth malik and and there's characters from fucking that game and those stories that people are like those are my favorite star wars characters well my nephew cody has been all over me to watch uh to play through it he's like 
if you don't feel like playing a video game, just play on like the easiest mode and go story mode and just go through all the story stuff. I'm just I'm gonna wait for it to come out the remake and, yeah, and then I'll just do it. I, I was I was the same. I was like I was thinking I might I was even toying with the idea of maybe just watching a YouTube video of the story and just watching it play out. But then when I heard that they're having uh, the remake come out, I'm like, oh, I'll fucking play that on next gen. And they said it's it's not a reconfiguration remaster; it's a remake. I like the whole I, game. I'm just gonna play it. it. It'll be awesome. But I wonder with them doing all the High Republic stuff, does that does that like supersede the Old Republic? Does it take over for it, or is the Old Republic something that happened before that? The Old Republic becomes the High Republic. That's what I and think. Then the downfall of the Republic. Yeah, right. I, I, that's what I think. The fall of Rome. Yeah. That would be my... Uh, probably. It's also Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, he doesn't say, you know, for a thousand generations, the Jedi were the guardians of the High Republic. <laughs> it was real high times. <laughs> we had space Vikings. They were creating hyperspace lanes. We had to put a stop to that shit. Dude, those books are good. The The next one comes out. I to, didn't get, I did not gotten through the second one. It's taking me a long time. The first one, I, once I got hooked into it, flew through it. This, I did th- this one is a little harder to. I did that with the second one too. It took me a long fucking time to get to about the, this, I guess it would be the third act or whatever. And then I just breeze through it. And then the third one comes out in two days. I gotta finish it. And it's written by I'll Claudia Gray, it. who wrote Master and Apprentice, who wrote Lost Stars, who wrote Bloodline. She's right up there with any of the Star Wars authors right now. So I'm very excited as to how she'll bring it home. A lot of people hate it, dude. But I but I know that there's like I know that Lucasfilm has really pushed all these side comics and side novels, and there's like I've, there's a lot of people who are like, if I want to wa- do High Republic, like, where am I supposed to go? And like, to me, it's just those two books. That's it. I don't know anything else. You know, I don't even know what the characters look like. I, you know, I haven't looked at comic books and stuff. Like, the eye looks like my imagination. Really? To me, I don't know. I haven't seen like a drawing of him or whatever. Oh, oh, I see. What you you're know saying. what I mean? Yeah, I just yeah, like yeah, he yeah. just looks like what I think he looks like. What does he look like? Let's see if we agree. Uh, <laughs> what colors is here? Black. Yes. His eyes are black, but I think they also describe his eyes are black. I think they say that. In the Do book. they say that? I think they say that he has black eyes. I think long, long black hair, longish. Uh-huh. Maybe Keanu Reeves-ish. Smaller. In a way. He's smaller. I imagine him tall. Scrawny. I do imagine weak him scrawny. Looking. I imagine him scrawny and weak looking, pale, pale as fuck. But I imagine him tall, scrawny, weak-looking, with like black hair and black eyes. But I also uh, imagine him wearing that he wear, he's wearing his mask all the time too. Fair enough. <laughs> Which I don't really know what his mask looks like. So I, I it, 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 in my imagination, it's some sort of like kabuki mask with spikes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. So what's wrong with Book of Fett? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just I think I think it looked kind of television-ish. It, it looked a little television-ish. It 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 had is moments it that Rodriguez? were awkward. It was Robert Rodriguez. No, no, is that the problem? Oh, is he the problem? No, dude, I don't think so because he directed the tragedy episode of Mandalorian where they go to Tython and Yoda goes into the baby Yoda goes into the. the oh fuck, that was great. And Boba Fett kills stormtroopers with bare hands and stuff. I love him as a director. Really? Yeah. Sin City and all that. I know. You know, I thought you loved Sin City. I did. 
What about uh, Machete? Everybody loves Machete, right? Yeah. I mean, it's stupid. Yeah. Steven Seagal's the bad guy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I watched the hell out of it. Uh, and I liked it for that. Spy Kids? No, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen Spy Kids, but uh, El Mariachi, supposedly good. I've never seen it. I've seen it. Is it good? Yeah. Uh, for that the, type of The Grindhouse thing, movie he did? No. Mm-mm. With Bruce Willis eating the balls? Nah. That was Rose, horrible. Rose McGowan the the other Hershey. half of it, Quentin Tarantino side, was great. Oh, Death Proof. Death Proof is fucking great. Like the most underrated thing yes. that uh, Quentin Tarantino has uh, done. I love that. Agreed, agreed. And the other half is trash. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't in like that it. one. I think that's when I'm like, I think he's got a certain style, and as long as it's like his universe in that style, it's good. I don't think he's very adaptable. I don't know. I thought that, but I thought that Mandalorian episode was so good. It was super good. But like, how much does a director in this universe actually influence that? Like, you could go, you know, direct like a TV show. Like, there's so many handlers and things that have to happen, and showrunners and supervisors. Like, what are you really doing on half half the TV shows that people direct? Well. But we, well, we know from watching like the making of Mandalorian that like they pre pre visualize every yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Favreau and Filoni are standing over his shoulder the whole time. They, yeah, you know. But I mean, he's one of the directors where if they were going to give someone some, you know, poetic license to do some extra stuff, it would certainly be someone like him. Yeah, he does I, have a, a good track. He has a track record. Yeah, John Favreau wrote the episode too. So it's yes. not, I mean, like all yeah. the ex- weird stuff that guy was saying that I was saying from Star Trek. Like that's John Favreau's dialogue. I know, I, and I don't I, think John I, wait, Favreau. Wait, I'm asking like, you what was wrong with it. I think I, oh, I, I might have liked, I might have liked it more than you. It says sev- he directs several, not doesn't say all of them, but the official oh, list of directors that. is not uh, out. So I think I, 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 when I had watched it the first time, I thought it was entertaining and good, and a lot happened in it. Maybe there's some clunky clunkiness here and there, but it felt like. All right, well, obviously, this is the first episode. They got to cover a lot of fucking ground on where's this guy been? How the fuck did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? You have to do that right away. Otherwise, the whole episode you're going to be thinking about. Well, that. and it was beautiful. I thought that was executed. Just get it. One right. Rip the bandaid off right away. I thought of all the different scenarios. I know a lot. I heard a lot of people saying, like, well, in the, in the EU, in the old EU legends, uh, Dengar rescued him. I'm like, fuck that. Boba Fett doesn't need to be rescued out of the Sarlacc pit. Right. I want to see him fight his way out. And he did. And it was awesome. And by the way, also that stormtrooper, going just back to the whole like keeping him alive thing, he's like attached to the Sarlacc. Like he's not just lying yeah, there. He's, he's in like, there. It's like, he's like sucked into his the, his membranes and shit. And it Gross. was, it was uh, well, here's how you could tell how long that stormtrooper's been in there. It's the <laughs> uniform from the... Uh, the original series, the four, five, and six. Yeah. So he's it's, it's not clone armor. It's not like um so he hasn't been in there that long. But at any point during the Empire's run though, since they started using stormtroopers. Well, how long was that? It's twenty years. Okay. Because remember Bad Batch is when they start using stormtroopers. And is it exactly the same yeah. So it and it's been, exactly the uniform, the 011 on the back? I think maybe that's a little bit later. So probably, I would say at most 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking like two weeks. Could be two. 
think he's been in there for two weeks. Well, because there were stormtroopers on Tatooine looking for Luke and stuff. Yeah. Could have been one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Look, sir, droids. It was that guy. Oh. <laughs> Doors locked. Check the next one. Yeah. It was one of those guys. <laughs> hey, went to go check it out, right? They went to the cantina. They're looking for Han Solo. They didn't find him. They got drunk. They wandered. Hey, you guys go check out this fucking Sarlacc thing. It's crazy. I mean, and it's the Empire, too. Right like, out there. Fell in. We need to um, find Luke Skywalker. So they just throw a stormtrooper in there, knowing he's going to die, but his radio still works. Is Luke Skywalker in there? No. <laughs> See ya. And his oxygen tank's still going, too. So he couldn't have been in there that long at all. Oh, yeah. Now that I think about it. Because Boba Fett sucks off some of the oxygen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, lucky to be in that close-up proximity. Well, I think Boba Fett was still breathing. I mean, he had to be, because he was like he was knocked out for who knows how well, long. Also, when you eat something, you pass it through your digestive system. And in the case of this thing, it takes a 1,000 years. Yeah. So if you're wherever Boba Fett was, then you probably got eaten around the same time. You, you can't be at that stage in the stomach... A thousand years later, you're way closer to, to the Sarlacc anus by that point because you're almost fully digested. So um, the fact that he's within four feet of him means that it was not more than a couple days. You just, I can't. I mean, I guess. Maybe stormtroopers went to investigate the wreckage of Jabba's ship like later that day. Yeah. And he fell in. Yeah. So he's like, you know, an hour Although he seems to be more embedded. He is more embedded. He, uh, he is actually way more embedded. Is he way more, though? Like I don't know. There, Boba Fett I, isn't loose in there. I look. <laughs> no, Boba Fett's kind of tangled up pretty so he's well. he's tangled up, too. too. Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't, he doesn't look as grown into the... <laughs> you know what, dude? I mean, honestly, how much could I have honestly not liked this episode if I'm sitting here talking at great length and depth about how much about this sort of like... Thing. I just honestly, it, to me, it was just I, I was. A, there were certain things I loved too because he's like, I know people were like, oh, I don't like this whole I'm gonna rule respect thing. Boba Fett's a bad guy. It's like Boba Fett's like a gangster, dude. Like Don Corleone he, is a gangster. He's never been a full on bad guy. No, think about even Jango Fett wasn't a full on bad no, guy. No, not at all. He was a simple man trying to make his way through the universe, dude. He he he, he honored the code of his contract. Yeah, you know that's it. He wasn't out. The fact that he disintegrated people doesn't mean that he's a bad guy. That was just one of his methods of well, like. I guess disintegrating people kind of makes you a bad guy. If I mean, you're like a the bounty Jedi hunter don't. and you're wanted dead or alive, and and this he's going to get a, a bonus by bringing you proof of disintegration, he's going to get his money. Then why not? Why lug the guy around? Just like the Mandalorian, dude. We all know the Mandalorian. Maybe he always makes sure that the person deserves it. We don't know that. That too. But like the Mandalorian, heart of gold, right? As we know. But the first we see him, you know, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. Yeah, he's willing to kill he, you. Kill, he would have killed Horatio Sands if he needed to. And also, Boba Fett has no problem just shooting a wrist rocket off and killing that one guy. He wants one guy. He tells Fennec, I want one of them, like one alive. Fennec, alive. That's all he says. He, he says alive. Guy. But but it's not because he's being nice. No, but those guys he, attacked him. You're, uh, he wants one alive attacked- to find out who, who, who what they are. Yeah, you know what I mean. He, yeah. he he wants to interrogate them. I, I do love the moment where she looks at both of them and then kicks the one guy off the roof. Right, because so she good. only you only need one. We even talked about her. She's she's a great character. She's I, a great Star yes, Wars she character. Is. I love her. I love. She's her. great, right? Yes, Just, yes. She has grown on me so much. 
the first considering uh, all the people that she's introduced with yeah Mando, that she still can stand out that's totally that's very true she's like she's got to hang she's in in there with bo-katan and mando himself and grogu and fucking luke skywalker and she's still like we're happy to see her in another show and gina and, and gina carano and you know in, yeah in, in her glory yeah, yeah, what are they gonna do about her uh i just think we've probably seen the last of her and they um, don't they don't need and ahsoka and ahsoka so like and boba fett and then she's introduced with boba fett and she really also in the robert rodriguez episode of mandalorian is when she really asserts her God, her, think of her where thing. that show started it was mando and it was uh don't wouldn't you agree, don't you agree? <laughs> yeah and yeah. that was it for a while right no dude i i thought about that same thing. I remember us watching the first Mando. We watched it together. It's just going to be a Western where he goes town to town with yes. nobodies and just fucking has his version of the the uh, the showdown, shootout, whatever you want to call it, and then goes on to the next job. Just like this, right? Like, he, you know, there's these people that look like they're in bad cosplay that jump him, but they could be tied to something huge. The thing that the Mando had going for it in those first couple episodes, I think also it just became, because it had more dialogue and stuff, was the whole, like, you know, I have spoken and all that. But, yeah, it was, like, it was that same. I remember seeing the first Mando and kind of also thinking, like, where is this going? Yeah. You sit around talking about, do you agree? Don't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? Right. Here's the fob. Yeah. Go find this bounty. And yeah. then it's like, so that's going to be every week. He's going to go to Werner Herzog. He's going to ask him if he agrees about something and then give him a fob. Yeah, I thought that might be the show. We talked about that. Yeah, and I then think we did a whole riff fa- about. And then that. fast forward, and Luke Skywalker's been in yeah, the show. So I, exactly, and, and it's, not and a it's, lot of time. It's Favreau and Filoni, and they had that planned out from the beginning. And from the so beginning, good. did you see the episode of the the making of Mandalorians the, of the Luke episode specifically? Yes. And they talked about how they had Mark Hamill come in and watch the first episode and told him then, at the end of the second season, we're gonna have Luke come in, like that's how far ahead they were thinking. So I'm not They're worried. They're not winging this. I'm not worried about it, Book of Boba Fett. It's going to be great. It's going to go somewhere. It, Give it time. It's the intro episode. Yes. It's, it's the, the pilot. Epi- the episode zero type thing. Pilot. I, yeah, Just pilot. call it the pilot. There you go. Perfect. Um, because it is like, you know, reading the beginning of the introduction of a book and then the book starts and you get, you know, a couple pages of introduction. Yeah. Written in italics. Yeah. And then you That's get to the regular episode. printing. Yeah. That in that capacity, I think it's great. And they cover all the ground of okay, how did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? How did he show up uh meeting Boba Fett and he's looks like he's wearing all the robes and he's got the gaff stick of, of the sand people? How the fuck did that happen? Yeah, I'm so I know. now we're I, gonna get I'm very all of interested that. in all and now let's start man. the story. And maybe they'll flash back to times. He flashed back to being a kid. He flashed back sure. to Camino. Yeah. Maybe he flashbacks to fucking hanging out with Darth Vader or something. Sure. That Although when I was somehow. watching that scene, I can never see that scene anymore where he puts the helmet up to his his head, like you know, forehead to forehead, and, and the head of Jango Fett falls out of the <laughs> helmet. You know they they he went out. I of can't his way remember to make... if that's from Family Guy or us or where that. I came think that's from. from us actually but because there's been plenty of times where that's happened and then it shows up on robot chicken or family guy so i can't keep track. Uh, dude if i had a dime for every fucking thing 
that Family Guy, you know, Lando system, all that that they've that we had years years before. It didn't take a whatever. Anyway, I got I gotta ask you one more other thing about the the Star Wars and the Obi Wan Kenobi, and then I I, I want to touch on Cobra Kai again before we Uh-oh. we wrap up. Darth Vader is going to fight Obi Wan in the Obi Wan series. It's like there's concept art of it on Disney Plus. <laughs> it might be like a red herring to throw people around. And they've done that plenty of times. Just like they did with I, Luke Skywalker. Like they said it was what's his name that was going to be there. They even put him on the call sheet. But no, but they do you I, but see here's the thing. Nobody knew Luke Skywalker was coming there. That was one of the best kept secrets uh, ever. Right, right, but it's not like they showed you Plo Koon and said Plo Koon's coming. I think they did have concept art of Plokun. No, they did. They even yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, even yeah. shot it yeah. as Plokun. No, but, no, but the concept art for Darth Vader fighting Obi Wan is in. There's a little like I don't know if you've seen it, but there's like a two minute like it's not a trailer, but it's like a preview of Obi Wan on Disney Plus where they show a picture, a drawing of him fighting Vader, and then you and McGregor's like, oh, it's really nice to have another go around with with Hayden. Yeah, but it's, it could be dream sequences. It, I mean. I, I, that's that's my question to you though. Are you okay if they did have a second meeting, or is that going to piss you off? And you'd rather it be a dream sequence or a or a fucking forced fight? So after the, two episodes know? of watching Mando, and someone said they're going to bring in Luke Skywalker at the end of this, how would you feel about that? Do we really need to do that? Let's just not do that. It would be my first take. But now that I've seen. The love and care of how they pulled it off, made it explainable, made sure it still makes sense that he can show up or they can use these characters the way that they do. Uh, until they break that trust, I say yes to anything that they want to do that way. They'll do I, a good job of it. I, I think it's all about how you write it. And I think that there are absolutely ways that you could write it to where they really do fight sure. another yes, time. Yes, of course. Because there's never, again, in the original trilogy, there's never any reference to... We know Darth Vader has to have the upper hand. No, no Obi-Wan again, Obi-Wan right? has to... Last we met, yep. uh, uh, but now I'm the master. Yeah. So he has to lose again. He has to lose again. And then there are other things like Tarkin saying, surely he must be dead by now. Like, I I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's a... But there's also other people will point out things like... Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi saying he's more machine than man, twisted and evil. He calls him Darth in the Death Star, and we know that's because that's what his name actually was when they originally wrote the script. But just going by what the story developed into, he calls him Darth. He talks about him being more machine than man, so he knows somehow, either through the fucking holonet, the rumor mill, or whatever, that Word he's a, around that galaxy. that he's half the half machine, and. You know, you could you could you could get away with it. There's also a line that people, a lot of people point to in Jedi when uh, Darth Vader says to Luke, Luke says, "You know, there's still good in you. I can sense it." And and Darth Vader says, "Obi Wan once thought as you did." Whereas if you look at the the prequels, that never happens. Yeah, Obi Wan never thinks that. He just he once he yeah, becomes hey, Anakin, he yeah. just says, yeah, yeah, "I yeah. I don't want to go kill Anakin. He's like my brother." But he doesn't say, "I'm gonna." He doesn't try to save him. No, he does nothing. He just says, "I failed you." You know, you're lost. Well, in that conversation, he is trying to kind of reason with him. He's trying to reason with him, but he's not. He is in no way trying to, like, 
he, he's not suggesting that there's anything good about him. Or he's not suggesting that there's good in him. Even when he goes to see Padme and Padme's like dying and she's like, there's still good in him. He's like, no, there's not. You know what I mean? He's just like, the, I, he never really expresses that desire to try and like think like, no, no, Anakin, you're still in there. You come back. He never says anything like that. So why hide Luke Skywalker? And then I can see... I just don't understand why they would release that ahead of time. Why not make that a surprise? Why not try to keep that a secret to where they're like showing concept art of it? I don't know. You would think that they would, but I, I, I don't know. The concept and then for art it to happen like the way you think it would happen without there being some kind of twist. There's like, going to be ah, a twist. you sneaky motherfuckers. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. good. There, there better be. So like, you just spoiled the high point of that show, and you don't do that willingly. Like maybe. Hayden Christensen got seen or the cat got out of the bag somewhere. So they wanted to beat all those people to the punch or something. No, no they announced him. They yeah, officially they announced that? that Hayden Christensen, like, like Kathleen Kennedy herself. Yeah. And when was that? It. How far was Mando in at that point? It wasn't to the Luke yet. No, but how far in was it? Was it already a, yeah, it was already a smash phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. So why do that? I, I don't know. You're right, though. There's maybe some. They're hiding. They're Fuckery hiding something foot, behind Bill. it. Fuckery is a foot. They're getting you, everyone all look at this, look at this, look at this, and the other hand's doing this. Yeah, could be. You're right. I like that. You make me feel better about it. However, it's usually reverse, right? You say it's fucking what's his name, Plo Koon, instead of uh, <laughs> like instead of Luke. Mm-hmm. So like you don't say it's Darth Vader. Be like, ha ha! It's actually. <laughs> it's Plocoon. <laughs> Plocoon. <laughs> like you don't do it in the, that order. So yeah. how do you one up that? You can't. I think it's just to get everyone excited. Them for having it, one more but... lightsaber duel post Star Wars is one of the biggest things that you could have happen. But and were they like afraid of ratings? Because like Mando's been so successful anyway. by then, you don't need to hype. You don't need the hype machine. Everyone Even if people didn't it. like Mando, they'd be like. I, no, I can I see that. Like it, no, but I'm going to watch Obi Wan. I, I I disagree because remember, for a while there, they were canceling shows. Well, and they're just canceling the movie again too. Right. So, but as far as the streaming universe goes, the Disney streaming stuff, like after Mando, it's like anything we can do is going to be good. I could see if they announce it, like let's say, Fat Tanks a little bit. Yeah. Sure. Then you do it. Right. Right. You know, it could be as simple as this, Bill. They needed a certain amount of subscribers by a certain time for stock price. And it's uh, as simple as announce it there well to make sure people are signing up. I mean, honestly, it could be as stupid as something like that, but that's that's the world. No no in. knowing Disney, how Disney operates, that could very well be it. I mean, the subscriber like, game right now and the competition for like streaming yeah. services and stuff and Disney underperforming, performing well, low, medium, high, like that could force a decision like that. You're right. I can deliver a million subscribers. Let's announce this. And wow. it'll be just in time for them to like catch up on Mando, get into Fett, and then... They announced it so early, though. They, they I know. They hadn't even started filming yet when they announced that. I get it. But like announcing that is worth millions of dollars. Just announcing that is worth millions of dollars. Yeah. Potentially. No, you're right. I, that's a, that's a sadly, cynically accurate possibility I'll, I'll tell you this if 
you watch it and it's like, no, it, it was the best thing ever, but Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, like they acted together and then they fight and it is what we thought it was going to be. Then clearly there was some kind of fucking um, financial ankle to it. All right. You just don't give that away. No, I hint it, at it or hint at certain things like, oh my God, is fucking Darth Vader going to show up? Darth Vader going to fucking show up in this thing? Like, imagine if you were like at episode six of eight. You're like, dude, no way. Are they really going to have Darth Vader show up? Are you kidding me? And then Darth Vader shows up. You shit your fucking pants. I don't think they ever would have been able to hide that, though. Because you and they lost saw, being able to do that. I don't think they never would have been able to hide it. The Luke thing? Yeah, but look what they had to go through for one day of shooting. They had to yeah, film Plo Koon. Like, they had was, to write Plo Koon. They had to have everybody out of Was that of not one of the greatest gifts you were ever given? Absolutely. But look what they had to go through. They, was, there's no way they could have the amount of crew is, and is, the amount of knowledge that Hayden Christian is coming and they're going to have to film multiple. Because he's not just a fight, dude. They show other concept of art of him sitting like in his temple, looking at a, holo, looking at a hologram. Like he's not going to be a small thing in the show. He's not well, just going to show just up in the motherfucking like, oh, show. And you, like they're cutting Obi-Wan. back and forth. It's Obi-Wan's show, but like. Hayden Christensen is in it like a third of the fucking time. Holy fuck. That, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what it's going to be. There's Inquisitors. It's going to be great. I, they'll if that's fig- the they'll case, figure it out. They'll so, figure so it out. So maybe that is the thing, Bill, that just Darth Vader's in it wall to wall. And then, and it then, might be. You don't have like the big build up moment. So it's just like the big build up moment is the fact that not only do you get Obi Wan, you get Darth Vader. Right. I mean, look, you and I are talking about how we, we would watch Obi-Wan clean his lightsaber. Yeah. Now you're going to throw another fight with Darth Vader in there? I mean, I... It, yeah, but that's us, right? Like, we're on board no matter what. So... Right. They're not trying to reach us. They reached us by just putting anything <laughs> just, out. It's showing you and McGregor yeah. space. Yeah, it's only going to be on um, Disney Access Prime Plus, and you have to pay an extra $50. We're, we're buying it. <laughs> So they don't need us, right? They're trying to get like fringe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I but but my point is this: if it really is just like a one episode thing, Luke Skywalker appearing in the Mandalorian. Have you? Has there ever been a single moment in anything that you've ever streamed that was as rewarding as that? No. 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 So that's like the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. It might not be the greatest thing that's ever happened to streaming, but for fucking dorks like me and you, it was. Yeah. Like it was emotional. Oh, like I yeah. Can't, I mean, is it really going to be Luke Skywalker? Like getting to say that, I'm like, no, there's no fucking way. I would have heard by now. And they pulled exactly. that off. was amazing. So imagine if they would have pulled that off the second time. And you're like, you guys are the baddest motherfuckers on earth. I can't believe you did that twice. They could never have, though, because I do think what you said earlier is true. I think Darth Vader's in it wall to wall. I think it's going to be. Well, that that would be worth. Then it's worth it. And I knew Darth Vader was going to be in it. And that's cool. And he's just in it the whole time. You take away the surprise, but you get him in like a third of the episodes. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. But still, that would have been nice to be a surprise. Like, who oh, fuck that's Darth Vader? Oh my god! Yeah. Five minutes into the first episode, what the fuck is happening? But I, so like, even <laughs> no, that would have been sure, a fucking dude, for sure. I just don't think they could have. I don't think they would have even. They pulled off Luke. 
the, look at they made a whole episode about the making of that episode of that episode and like even mark hamill was like i don't know how they pulled this off he's like i talked to john and david i said dude one guy with social media one guy yeah but they know they clearly coding. know who they could trust yeah but they had like three, <clears throat> they had all they had on the set one day one day of shooting luke fucking um um uh, Katie Sackoff didn't meet him. Like all, they didn't. They weren't there for any of it. It was just like a skeleton crew. Mark Hamill. Then he went into his, his That's little. That's true. Thing. There's nobody in those scenes. It's just robots. Yeah. And, the, um, nobody sees him except Mando. There's. They could have shot Plo Koon with Gina Carano and Katie Sackoff and Fennec all, and even fucking uh, Giancarlo Esposito standing there looking at Plo Koon. They should have tried to pull it off. Uh, and just throw enough disinformation out to where I don't know. I, I, to me, it's I don't know. To me, it's just how 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 it works. I was very happy to hear. Like, it got me more excited for the show when they said Hayden Christensen is going to be in it. They also there's rumors, and they have here's this is not officially announced. Rumors, very strong, very strong rumors, taken to the bank that Hayden Christensen is also going to be in Ahsoka. Via, a via flashback, go, yeah, uh, well, no, he'd be, he, he'd still be, yeah, no, he'd be dead by then. So talking through the force, ghost of it, but no, he would be the ghost of Anakin by then. Oh yeah. So it would be Anakin, yeah, 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 yeah. ghost, yes, it would. hanging out with her, not Darth Vader. Yeah, that's right. Which would be fucking awesome. Snips, hey snips. Or it's the opposite. It's like ghost. they're hyping it up because it's really just like a a dream, and he's in it for forty, you know, five seconds. But like, I don't, I don't feel like they're the type to, to want to disappoint the fans, and that would be disappointing as fuck. No, they're not. He's going to be in it more than that. Because the, dude, Rosario Dawson tweeted something that was like, like there's all these rumors or something, and then she tweeted something about, uh, hey, Sky Guy, I think they know, or something like that. Well, I don't know how we're off on this tangent so far, but whatever. Anyway, no, no, it just feels like the best part of the conversation because, like, I, I really want to fucking know what they do with this. I, I can't wait. And you know what, dude? I'm very happy that Book of Boba Fett exists for me to just enjoy long, you know, over the. I don't like the the, the shortness, but that's just like a. I, 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 dude, I loved the Mandalorian. You know how much I loved it, and I was always joking, be like, "Hey, do you want to watch this together?" I don't know. It, it, I don't know if I want to drive to your house to be there for eight seconds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was always making those types. Maybe of I'll just let jokes. a couple episodes build up. I did that with uh, the uh, with a couple of the Clone Wars when they had the chicks on the bikes. Yeah. For like three episodes, I I finally was just like, I'm just gonna let a couple of these pile up because I know that this show is gonna end awesome, which it did. But like, it was just that that lull in the middle where they were just like. Uh, we're gonna go steal some weapons and make bikes. Yeah, we're the sisters. You know, we're gonna we're gonna make you remember that you care about people. Four episodes or three episodes side, and then finally, like Bogatan showed up, and you're like, and then oh, God, uh, the God. Bad Batch guys were also happening at the same time. So like they were side missioning all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, guys! Like yeah. there's a lot of shit that's got to happen. <laughs> it was like it was... I get it; these guys are interesting and stuff, but there's so much that has to happen between now and the end of it. Like, can you really afford to waste a full episode on this shit where if it was just outside of it, you'd be like, this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
you had to see somehow see Ahsoka outside of the Jedi world and what choices does she have and what is she actually going to do? Like what happens to someone where like as a small child, you're in this fucking order uh, with serious rules and like you have some kind of path in front of you that's predetermined a thousand years ago. And then you're out of that all of a sudden. Now you're in the real world. What happens? Who do you run into? So I can see doing that a little bit. Like well, you had to do it. You know, you know what's what what also is always interesting to me about those things in retrospect is that I've watched the Clone Wars season seven a couple of times since then over the course of time since it's been on, and I don't mind those episodes at all yeah, because you know that because I caught up. And yeah, they, they, I know. I know that it's going to. I'm going to get all the hot shit stuff. So it's like, I, and then I so I can settle into them and right. like pay more attention to that. So, so do the same thing with Boba Fett right now. I will trust I, that they're going to get to an end that makes sense. It, they have a lot of ground to cover in a short amount of time. And the fact, if you think about it, the fact that so many things happened in the pilot episode, um, it gets all of that out of the way. So now we can move forward. Yeah. It'll be great. It's I, I, and I, you know, dude, listen, I've watched it, I think three times and not for, because I was studying it for the podcast. I just watched it cause I liked it. Well, for six episodes in and they're still flashing back and forward in the middle we can we'll have another chat. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll definitely we'll post. But okay, so we're since we've been doing this for a while, I do want to bring let's let's bring it back to Cobra Kai, and we can do it using Anakin and Obi Wan fighting because yeah. there's a mention. But there's in, more than one, right? In, yeah, but there's they specifically mention the kids are talking about. They say to Hawk, I think you know you have the high ground. It's the way Anakin beat Obi Wan, yeah. and then yeah. and then the the board of directors for the. Uh, the All Valley, they're like, I think it's time we call for a vote of no confidence. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love the vote of no confidence. I, I, it makes me so happy that the Star Wars prequels have become to the point where, like, this generation, like, they're they making, get the reference. Yeah, they get that's cool. They get to do like the Kevin Smith clerks thing, right? But for the prequels, that that is pretty cool. Where like you're only gonna get. The, Obviously, they telegraph purposely the Obi Wan high ground joke, but like the no confidence joke is like you're either in or not on that joke. Like if you read through the All Valley uh, Board of Directors, like you can remove a standing president by voting no confidence. Like, <laughs> there's a no confidence clause. <laughs> like it's in the bylaws. You can read it. It's right in the booklet. You could call for a vote of no confidence. Is there? Anywhere else where you can vote no confidence, like to get rid of a sheriff or I don't like know any kind of politician. Like we had a re- we had a governor fucking recall election. Yeah, a but few nobody said ago, no. Nobody confidence. said no confidence. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> it was not you know no that yeah I never heard that those words ever. Recall this that the other thing nobody ever said a vote that. of no confidence is so much cooler than a recall. <laughs> no recall is like. <laughs> You know, like your we are. It's like that's putting us at your us child's almost. toy was painted with like lead paint. So there's a recall on this toy. Yeah. Like, well, we we you know what we. But made I have a, no confidence <laughs> in this person. We, we made a bad decision on on him. Let's you know. I think it's this is recall it. Let's just recall him. Let's bring him back and just get somebody else in there. Just you know, just forget it. Whereas no confidence. confidence Holy shit. I have, I have no confidence no, that this fucker can do anything correct, that he's going to do anything he set out to do. I have no confidence in him. <laughs> That's, it's so much more direct. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very damning, too. Like, 
I feel like even impeachment is like way softer than it's like, you know, we're going to impeach the impeach. No, we're going to call for a vote of no confidence. And then, and then as he's doing it, the look on his face and stuff, like he loses all of his confidence. (laughs) You see it draining out of him and he's like flabbergasted and he doesn't know what's happening. (laughs) The no confidence led to no confidence. You know, it does lead, lead to confidence. Gotcha. A kiss from Moon right before you go oh, to fight. Oh, yes. And I got to tell you, I loved Hawk in this. I've always loved Hawk. I particularly loved him in this show, especially because I thought, and I know they do these misdirects on purpose, and, and sometimes it's like, I feel like I should see this coming. But when he when he walked in with a sledgehammer after looking at that thing, and then he's, remember, he's, he's looking at the picture when he first gets to Miyagi-Do, and he's saying like, Oh, this is cool. And then, and then everyone's like, get the fuck out of here. And he tells Daniel, he's like, I don't know where I fit in. And Daniel's like, what did you expect? You burned all your bridges. Right. And then you see him come back with a sledgehammer and you're like, oh. That was a good, yeah. I really thought, is he going to fucking break that picture? Right. And then, <laughs> no, dude, he's building a bridge. He's rebuilding a bridge. And he's the one who, him and them doing that is what made Daniel and Johnny decide to, to keep it going, to train each other. Yeah. It, I guess if we're going back in, we're going back into Cobra Kai. I figured we... Another thing that was great about this season is it turns out some of the kids can act. Yeah. And like we're... Hawk was great. He's one of the the MVPs of that season. Yeah. I've... uh, Terry Silver, not just being total coke-addled fucking maniac the whole time and actually seeming somewhat human for at least five seconds... That he was the biggest MVP because not only was he good in the season, but then it also like took away some of the hatred towards that the the episode three, yeah, <laughs> the third movie. I, but well, Hawk was great. There's a lot of people younger who who love Terry Silver. Like I remember uh, that I was when they first announced that he was coming onto the show. I I remember having a, a an odd text conversation with you. Because I texted you that I think it was, was ready to jump ship at that point. Well, because Crease was already like, uh, he's gonna this was, tip it. This was po- no, this is post season three. You didn't even like season three. We had already had that uh, episode, uh-huh. right? And then I'm tweeting, I'm I'm sending you like a screenshot of Twitter where it's like trending Terry Silver, and you were like, slow, whatever, dude. Look at slow news day, and I was like, I said that, yeah, and I was like, I, I'm just telling you, and you I were, didn't say that. You did, you did, you're like, ah, whatever, slow news day, and I was like, I. People I think I didn't want to get to into like, it with you and tell you what I really felt about that because you didn't, you know, you didn't love my take on well, season three. And, and, I, and I also, also was trying to, I was trying to shield from that because I said, I even said something like, I'm not sending it to piss you off. And you're like, I'm not going to get pissed off about a TV show. And I was like, <laughs> listen to your tone when I, you're, you're reading a text. That was the voice in your head when I texted that. What did I say? You... Whatever, I'm not going to get pissed off about a TV show. So I sound annoyed in that text. But I, d- d- you don't know that I typed it annoyed. No, I, I, I thought about you saying it like... I'm no, not I'm not going to get pissed off about a TV show. Yeah, I didn't buy that. <laughs> I w- oh, that played in my head. But just, you read total tone into that text. And that text could be taken 20 different ways. There's I an example... I read tone into every text, dude. That's why I call, that's why I like will call. You know? <laughs> it's like uh, not, you know, nobody answers because I do. I but I did. I I remember reading. 
I ripped that text from you both ways. I thought, I I did think you were being serious that it, you're not going to get pissed off about a TV show, but I also thought you did not. It there's a certain like <laughs> you wouldn't say that if I texted you that that like uh, some you know some idiot that we didn't like was going to be on Book of Boba Fett. You would have been like, well, whatever. Right. And you the way you handle the Terry Silver thing was sort of just like a look. I'm not going to get pissed off about a TV show. I get it. Okay, fine. Terry Silver, whatever. Slow news day. And then I said, I'm just showing you that people seem to like Terry Silver. Not to say that you're wrong not to. or Because I don't. We made fun of him that entire episode where even, we reviewed season Even three. Ralph Macchio doesn't like it. Even, the, yes. The third. My point was just that I was surprised that that many people would be excited about yeah. him. That, that it would be on Twitter. That was my only thought about it. It was just like, Really? Like that's trending. I, I'm well, just because it's trending doesn't mean people like it. No, but it was trending positively though, because I was looking at all. I was just like scrolling through these tweets, and it was everything was like fucking Terry Silver's coming back. Well, let's say like, this: really? God bless those guys for redeeming that that poor person who had to play him. <laughs> well, right? Like, yeah, imagine yeah. like being the person who derailed the franchise. Well, also, this is a guy who quit. At, we were looking before we started. He quit acting. He retired from acting in two thousand and seven. And he's like skilled martial artist. He had like five different types of, of martial arts that he was like a master of or something. There is actually a video, I told you this before we started, on Instagram of him doing like a reverse tornado kick on a high, like a cup standing up on top of like a log or something. Yeah. And it's legit. He fucking kicks it over. So he's good. For him to do that and then to show that many colors throughout the course of 10 episodes to go from that guy in the beginning. Redeemed. That's amazing. So to me, if he, if, if, if next season, I don't think next season, no matter what happens, Charlie, I don't think they're going to, they're not going to go back to just like, okay, now play him like you did in Karate Kid 3. Uh, I really don't think they're going to do that. It's gearing up towards that. I don't think so. I think he'll be over the top. I think he'll be cartoonish. I, I don't think they're going to go that crazy. It's got to it. be even more maniacal because before he was doing it, you know, for, for Chris, his buddy, brother in arms, the guy he owes his life to. So sure, I'm going to lean into that. I'm doing this for him and he saved my life. But now, fuck Chris, fuck the world, fuck everybody. I think he's going to go up a notch above Karate Kid 3. I think he's going to be insane and you're going to see him throwing, like Daniel's this big successful person, but you know, Terry Silver's a billionaire or whatever, right, supposedly. Right. So then you're going to see him putting all kinds of pressure that way financially. I think he's going to be running amok. I think he's going to be more evil and fucking like... But more subdued. More subdued about it. I think so, he will have his cartoonish moments. I think he will have the things like where the, when he kicked up, when he beat up Stingray and he was all drunk. I think that will happen. But I don't think gonna he's going to be wall to wall, fucking cigar in the bathtub, laughing I maniacally. I there's a shot of that. There might be a shot of there that. There will be some kind of callback. Like, that's as a callback, but I don't think he's going to behave that way through the entire season. I think people will grow tired of that. Because even with Crease, dude, we talked about that. We're like, Crease going to, eh, you know, he could throw off the balance really, really easily. And they didn't. They played him a certain way. And then even in season three, for what the things that you didn't like about it, his general behavior throughout the series wasn't one of the things, at least that you. Cited. Uh, who? Crease. 
was that he never really tilted the, the <clears throat> scales of the show the way we feared that he might. He's still so one-toned, except for like five seconds of thinking back on Johnny and feeling bad about it and telling her to do whatever she wanted to do. He is like the most one-toned person on that show. I think that's why they gave him that moment. Because now there really isn't anybody who's one-toned. Everybody's, you like him at one point, you don't like him at another point. It's like, oh, get your shit together. Come on. You know, the, his, the Anthony son, Samantha, Tori, you're rooting for her sometimes. You're not rooting for other times. Miguel, I Anthony's think the only person, dick. you know, I think Miguel and Crease are probably the only two characters that are like almost always oh, likable and almost always not likable. Is Just, Johnny going to be like running around Mexico doing karate on the fucking cartel that's, for like half a season? And, I, and that <laughs> that's leads, a setup for disaster too. That leads or to my could be final hilarious. question is what do you think about this? We got chosen because Daniel... So I was gonna get the, before I get Anything to Mexico. Anything that thing. takes him away from the interaction with him and uh, Daniel is potentially bad. I don't know though, dude. Because season one, he interacts with Miguel almost the whole show. I know, His but it's in the context of like a real life small. thing. Johnny heading off to Mexico to fight the cartel with karate, right? Like he's a bad guy, right? Like they hint that he's some kind of gangster or something like that, right? So. Do we need that? That's a lot of noise. I don't know. I, dude, I, I, I don't know with the show. I, I, I trust those guys. I think that I do not trust them like I trust Filoni. Well, I don't. No, I don't trust them like I trust Filoni either. But I mean, I, I trust them pretty close. I, I. But then again, I didn't. Yeah, but just one season ago, they almost jumped the shark. I don't. They came damn close. I see. I don't. I don't agree with that though. So Danielson was on the skis, being towed behind the boat. I don't. He was headed for the fucking ramp. I. I don't. I don't live with that point of view. So oh, I came I, very close. I don't. You're like this is just stupid. I'm not worried about that. I although I don't. I mean, I. I don't. It could go south. I mean, I. It could the go literally south and figuratively south. The with, fact that Stingray's character shows up because he had been on probation for going to jail for his involvement in that fucking uh, fight at the high school. That was actually probably why I didn't hate him. It was like, okay, someone actually did get arrested from all this shit. Right. That was the adult. Yeah. Well, I mean, Robbie went to juvie and stuff. That's true. That's true. I, I think, I mean, I don't know, dude. I uh, Johnny going down to Mexico for a season... I, d I don't know. I don't know. No, no. I, do, I would be very happy if they wrap that up in, in an episode and a half. I do like the idea. I don't think it's going to happen. By the third episode, he's back home. If they scan the internet like I think they do, listening for, you know, critique and criticism, and they want to undo things that they fucked up and that the old movies fucked up, they are the ultimate in like wanting to repaint history in a, in a good way then they will make sure that they don't... Well, they already shot it. They already shot it, though. They already shot So it. if they were going to make a mistake, Charlie, because, again, I, I understand your problems with with season three. I, I don't share all of them. But I, I would say that if they decided, we're doing this, we're going to do this Mexico thing, we're shooting it right now, we're shooting it alongside season four without checking out to see what the guys who talk about the Sarlacc pit think of it, be them us or anybody else out there, you know, 
the podcast, the YouTube videos and all that saying, ah, oh, I don't know about that. But so far, everything I've seen, everyone's just intrigued by it. I am very intrigued by the Chosen and Daniel thing because Daniel's technically not supposed to teach karate anymore. So he has to either like have Chosen just do it and he's going to kind of hang back or they fucking start a dojo outside the outskirts. It's going to start with Terry Silver doing financial things to to Daniel. Sure. Yeah. That's what it's going to... And Johnny in Mexico. And then episode three or four... Everyone's back together again, partying. I hope so. That would be great. If he goes to Mexico and does zero karate and just it's like an emotional thing and the, uh, you know, the surrogate father, the mentorship thing, it builds that up. They they could do a good job. If it goes down there and he's like karate kicking people with guns and shit. I don't think they're going to do that. It will probably <laughs> be close to the end for me. I really don't Cause think they're going to do that. Because they fixed all the... Dumb shit like that. Yeah. I, Don't I, go back. I, I I would put serious money on he's not going to be doing karate. On I, There may be like some street gang or something fucks with him and he has to pull out some karate in Mexico. But I, I, I think if he uses karate more than once in Mexico and it's not on like some smaller time problem then I'll be, I'll be surprised. Yeah, if he goes into a, the warehouse where fucking Miguel's dad lives and he's like the Don Corleone of Mexico and he's just beating the shit out of all, kicking machine guns out of people's hands and stuff, I will not even watch the rest of the series. <laughs> I will stop it right there. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That was good. You know, Charlie, it's, uh, you, uh, you appeared somewhat two episodes ago via clips. Yeah. It was nice to have you here again because it turns out you have not actually physically been on the show since May. Okay. And it is almost exactly six years since we did our very first episode about the why Star Wars fans hate each other. Was that my? That was my first episode. Yeah. It was I, like the third or fourth episode of the a show. Hall of Fame episode, Bill. It's still there, and you can see it at pop. You can listen to it at poptalkingaliens.com. Go all the way back to 2016 and hear us predict everything. That happened after. I predicted that it would. You you. Oh no! Wait, was that the same one where, where Star Wars was dead, or was that episodes later? That was episodes later. The funeral for Star Wars. Fun- you yes, also- you had a funeral for Star Wars, and I told you it was horseshit. Yeah. And well, that's two years later. It's it's bigger than it's ever been. I I it would, that was right after the solo movie flopped. So that was twenty seventeen. Just bad timing. It was a good movie. Twenty eighteen. Hindsight. I. I, but the Star Wars fans hating each other thing, we talked about, well, this kind of ties into what we were just talking about. We can wrap it up on this. We, we were talking about the vote of no confidence joke and the, and the Anakin Obi-Wan joke. When the, the episode we did, this podcast has been around so long that when we did that episode about why Star Wars fans hate each other, the prequels weren't that yet. They, they weren't to the point of where they are now of being like referenced and stuff. They were still like Disney was hedging their bet against them because they were afraid of people still hating them, which is why Force Awakens was all, it's practical effects, practical effects, it's this, it's not the prequels, and all that. And we were saying, these kids are going to take over, and sure enough, within like two years, they did. Now, go find a, go find, everyone pretends they didn't hate the prequels anymore. 
It's like a thing. The prequels, yes. Yeah, they all they pretend they didn't hate him anymore. Oh, I, I, I didn't. I, I, I know I bitched about it, but you know, story wise, George, George Lucas tells a story. I, I know. I, I love Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Good, good for them. Okay. Good for us. Right. <laughs> good for them. Good for us. Pop talking aliens Instagram. <laughs> Pop talking aliens TikTok. Pop talking aliens at Charlie's house. Pop talking aliens? At Pop Talking Aliens. Pop Talking Aliens. Pop Talking Aliens.com at Pop Talking Aliens. William at- Clear. William Clear. William Clear. No, I'm not in any of the, the name, the usernames. It's just Pop Talking Aliens. Oh yeah? Yeah, if you want to find like if you go to Instagram, TikTok, or whatever, I don't I don't put my name in there. That's just like a subtitle. The William Clear podcast, whatever. I just like I I did it so that that girl would say my name so beautifully. <laughs> Speaking of, she's about to right now. Cause <laughs> cue the hot chick. Pop talk and aliens. The William Clear podcast.